Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. It is Thursday, May the 29th. You're listening to Has... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, the kind, that's the kind of week it's been. Did you pre-drink uh, before we started recording? I have, a little, I have a glass of wine. <laughs> I have a glass of wine. Welcome, okay. ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Hashtag Uncensored, the podcast. And, of course, those of you who have been listening for the past few weeks, you know that we're also recording for Vibe 105, uh, which airs on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. But um, before we get to that segment, we just want to pay some homage to our sponsor for these episodes of Hashtag CBD Dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, CBD Dreams, the number one hemp CBD boutique service in the greater Toronto area with convenient next day delivery available seven days a week. They provide the best and easiest way to get top quality hemp CBD products to your door. You have a wide variety of products uh, from the best and most respected hemp brands. Um, they have a wide variety of ways to administer CBD, uh, topicals, rubs for muscle pains, the dry skin, edibles like gummy bears, CBD capsules, and they deliver to the entire GTA. So if you place an order online or by phone, you'll receive it the following day by 1 p.m. And if you use our hashtag uncensored promo code, when you order, you will receive 25% off your order. Valid That's until It's a good deal, right? It's a good deal. Valid until June the 30th. Visit cbddreams.ca today or text or call 437-993-0617. All right. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in, dialed in, locked into the greatest conversation on the planet. We are back. Welcome to Hashtag Uncensored. It is Saturday, May the 31st. 30th. 30th. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh. I mean, we're all losing track of days. Is that confinement playing with your brain? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah. uh, yes, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, this is being pre-recorded. So Solitaire. All in. Can yes, I recommend sir. that you get chalk and you can just like do lines on the wall so that you can just keep track of? <laughs> I track don't even the need days. the chalk. I don't need the chalk. I just do it with my fingernails. Okay. You know oh, oh, you use blood. Oh, you no. you make blood lines on the walls. <laughs> no, no, no. There no. you go. Do that. But you should do something to try to keep track of the. Days. I will. I will. Okay. I will try to do that. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, yours truly, your man, Solitaire DJ Ready Fox. Hello. Nope. No better, Nina. We are the hey. hashtag uncensored team. Welcome, and we're also joined by not just a special guest, but a special person, a special <laughs> lady, a dear friend, mother, artist, entrepreneur, actress, actress, Lisa Michelle. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, give us a Clap. give a warm round of applause wherever you're sitting at in the car. Thank maybe you. Maybe Thank honk you a so horn much. or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Thank saying, you for that work. warm intro. Wow. I know. How how are you doing, Lisa? I'm great amidst all the circumstances. I'm still great. Thank you. I know. I know. It's 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 rather trying times, but you look great. Thank you for being uh, our Thank guest you. for today. Uh, Lisa Michelle is going to be joining us for the entire program. So make sure you tune in. And your tag on Instagram and Twitter for Lisa Michelle is at yes. Lisa Michelle. Yes. On Instagram and Twitter. Um, and make sure you're also following us at hashtag vibe one Oh five on Instagram and Twitter as well. Twitter is where we post a lot of poll questions and articles that we refer to on the show. 
and as well as some general information articles. Lots of good stuff on there. So you're going to want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hashtag Vibe105. And make sure that you download the Vibe105 app. Vibe105TO is the best way to listen to Vibe105 if you're not able to get to a radio. So make sure you're doing that, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a rough week. You we want to get into some, to some headlines. I mean, we're going to, uh, Lisa, you're going to very, you probably have heard, uh, we are the racism show, not by we choice, are not the racism show, but it gets, <laughs> not by choice. but it's, it's, there's just so many incidences that come up of, you know, passive, passive, aggressive just pops racism. up. It just never, it just keeps popping up. Like you can't go to the ice cream shop without racism. Like, so <laughs> So uh, we, we pardon that because it's, it's going to be a reoccurring theme on this show today. But yeah. before we kick things off, uh, we want to send a rest in power to a young king whose life was taken far too soon. An artist from Toronto uh, from the six named Houdini, who was shot um, yesterday in a targeted daylight shooting downtown. Tuesday, um, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, sorry, on Tuesday. It was early in the week on Tuesday. He was quickly uh, becoming very popular among his contemporaries. He he can count uh, friends and supporters such as Tory Lanez and Meek Mill, who showed some love and, and paid tribute to him as he passed away. We'll be discussing this more in music news. But uh, rest in peace, Hussein. Uh, Hussein, I'm very sorry. Houdini, uh, gone but not forgotten. Now... Uh, before we get to the meat and potatoes with some headlines, let's go over to Nina for the poll question of the week. Nina. All right. So last week we asked, um, with the versus battle between Nelly and Ludacris, uh, Ludacris previewed a track where he says, quote, I love R. Kelly, but around my daughters, I'm not comfortable. So <laughs> a lot of people had an issue with the lyric. Some even canceling Luda. So we wanted to know, do you think he should be punished for this? Your options were yes, unacceptable. No, people are misunderstanding or Kelly's in jail. Who cares? So we actually had 57% of the votes say people are misunderstanding and 43% said Kelly's in jail. Who cares? No one thinks it was unacceptable. This week, this week's poll question has already racked up 20 votes and it's only been up for less than an hour. Oh, I'm not surprised. So, uh, video footage of the senseless murder by a cop of yet another unarmed black man, George Floyd, has been posted all over social media. We want to know if you think the sharing of this video online is unethical. Your options are yes, it's hard to watch. No, it raises awareness. Or George who, when. So head over to at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter and Instagram to make your vote count. Do you really yes. think it's possible someone hasn't heard about this by now? Yes, I used my Trayvon Martin example as that. <laughs> okay, as what, that. what is your Trayvon Martin example again? Oh, remember how I was saying that, uh, like, for you guys, you guys were aware that police killings of unarmed black men were going on well before Trayvon Martin, but I only knew because of seeing the Trayvon Martin video. Right, well, yeah, that's your age thing, oh. though. But um, I'm just saying right now, with the last 48 hours of the news cycle, I'm pretty sure everybody has heard about this George Floyd thing. I'd like to believe that, but maybe someone <laughs> has been just, you know... Reading all of the Lord of the Ring books back to back, and they they're intending on doing that, so they haven't yeah. seen the news or something. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to be touching on that conversation in the politics as new uh, politics as usual segment. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, listen. Um, yes, post the video, share the video. Oh no! Listen, 
it's not because he those cops weren't fired because they saw the video. Right. Because I understand that. I understand that. But it's been seen already. I don't think we should encourage people to continue to share it like this. Like, how do you think his family feels about like seeing it repeatedly popping of course. up? Like, of course, yeah. I understand maybe once or whatever the case is, but it's gotten to the point now where we've all seen it enough. I haven't even seen it at all, to be honest with you. I've only seen still neither. pictures. I, have, I, I can't. You neither, yeah. Lisa? I haven't either, and, I, and I'll be honest. I, out of all the killings that we've hashtagged over the years, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of the videos intentionally. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I used to, I used to be of the belief that they shouldn't be shared for some of the reasons that you said, Ready, and that um, I feel like it would be hard on the families um, mm-hmm. to see over and over. It's obviously extremely traumatic, and mm-hmm. it's just, it can be extremely detrimental to a lot of Black people's mental health. Right. Yeah. However, my my sensibilities on that have been changed and educated in that people have said that especially in the Ahmad Arbery case that mm-hmm. if people didn't see the video um the pe- perpetrators may not have been arrested right. so right. i i'm of the mindset now that if it actually uh, viewing this trauma or sharing this trauma brings some sort of justice mm. may, it might be worth it however um because of the damage it can cause i feel like it should be on a literally case by case basis. It should be up to the families and their right. lawyers, whether it's whether they feel like the video will get justice or not. Mm-hmm. And it should always come with like a trigger trigger or a sensitivity warning trigger for those warning. who don't want to see it. Because right. I don't I don't want to see it as a, as a black individual. I don't need proof that black people <laughs> right. are being murdered right. unarmed. Right. I know already. So right. it's like, for those who maybe don't know and I can't believe this is happening. They they need, maybe need to watch it and maybe have their heart broken. But yeah. um, all that said, I feel like if the videos can maybe serve purpose in yeah. the justice system, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Listen, Lisa, Lisa, that was such a perfect answer. Um, <laughs> we're definitely... there's such a thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what? what's the perfect answer? <laughs> it, I mean, she touched on everything. It was okay. all encompassing. We're going to talk about it like... more later, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll sure, talk about sure. it more later. But, uh, but perfect answer, Lisa. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but um, before we get to that, uh, before we get to more perfect answers from Lisa Michelle, we want to touch on a round of this week's headlines. It's time for time, time, time. Oh. For have you heard? I think Randy does play the uh, sound effect for us here. Yeah, but my mine is funnier. Though. Okay, mine is funnier. Right. <laughs> but um, listen, uh, before we get into the to the main headlines, we want to mention two things. First and foremost, we want you to go out there if you're still ordering food. Uh, we want you to go out there and support your local restaurants by doing your best to order from them directly. A lot of them are really suffering the burden of all these expenses piling up, not being able to open up and have as much patrons. And then having Uber Eats take a huge cut out of their profits. 30%, yeah. Taking 30% off top. So a lot of Toronto restaurants are banding together to try to create a delivery service that works for them especially in these times. So we're going to tweet out a link to that article uh, for the restaurants that are on this list and you want to support them as much as you can. And uh, Toronto has been, uh, has implemented a quiet streets program for the last uh, few weeks to help people with physical distancing within their communities while encouraging them to go outside and get, and, you know, get some exercise. So hashtag quiet streets, uh, make sure you check out that because it's important for you to get outside 
and get some, you know, just don't go to, you know, Trinity Bellwoods and, and have a party. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. You stupid people. <laughs> we're going to get to that. But listen, first and foremost, uh, in the have you heard number one, military have done an investigation into the pandemic uh, that has largely and very like harshly affected Ontario nursing homes. And they came up with some pretty startling revelations <laughs> in terms of what's going on in the facilities. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gut wrenching according to uh, the premier of, uh, of Doug Ford. Have you, are you guys familiar with this uh, situation that's happening? Well, right you, now? Everybody oh, knows obviously yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. the um, old age or new long-term care homes um, have been hit the hardest by the pandemic, but mm-hmm. uh, let's not forget um, Doug Ford did cut funding <laughs> for uh oversight and inspection for these very homes that he's now so disgusted by or you know he's like oh my gosh like this is he said i'll quote him it's gut-wrenching reading this report is the hardest thing i have done as premier okay so because the soldiers like they have to call in like basically the military yeah to investigate right to deal with the to help basically so the soldiers apparently they said the conditions were horrible um Mm -hmm. they said they found cockroaches um, people that were just l- like laying in their own like soiled bedding for rotten food, hours, all sorts of stuff or whatever. We're not going to touch on this for too long, but we're just saying like um, it's horrible. I'm I'm glad they brought in the military, mm-hmm. but um, Doug Ford, I- man, I mean, like you've done a great job in terms of like putting on your big boy pants to deal with the pandemic, but let's not. Yeah. You know, like there's no a halo over this guy's head about this. Like right, let's not, right. you know. Yeah, absolutely, and I I mean. I- we have been giving credit where credit is due in terms of the job he's been doing, but it's good thing that you highlighted that because he's standing right now in the results of a problem that he created by... He, he didn't create it. He just didn't help it. He didn't because these conditions were already ongoing well before... No, what I'm saying, by, by cutting the oversight and inspection of these facilities, he basically left the door open for a situation like this to happen. It's like the perfect storm of activities, right? Yeah. Nobody, it's easy to put out of sight... To put you know our aging population out of sight, out of mind, put them in a building, have some nurses. You think that they're being well attended to, but it's not. I've heard a lot of terrible things about these places. Yeah. Do, do any of you have family in uh, long-term care facilities? No, thank goodness. I, I had extended family in a long-term care facility who recently passed away. Yeah. Um, it's like a cousin's grandparents kind mm. of thing. So a little bit uh, distant, but not distant. Mm. Family member who passed away from COVID from a home. Oh, um, wow. Not, wow. not one of the five mentioned. But uh, whether in that case, whether it was out of negligence or just um, really unfortunate circumstances, it's hard to say. But Mm. um, what is sad is how it's dealt with now. It's like they couldn't have a funeral. They couldn't view the body. They couldn't provide like give him any like dignified clothing to be buried in. He had to be Mm. buried in the pajamas he was wearing, like just things like that like it's just i know it seems like a trivial thing but you know like a level of respect for the dead you want to put on them and it's like they weren't able to do anything they didn't embalm the body like they literally just as is so many families have lost family members with uh no closure yeah yeah exactly with no closure no dignity it's it's, that's the really tough side of it but um i'm i can only hope that uh his passing was just um was just nature and not out of negligence or right. one of yeah. the horrible parts of the reports yeah. that you're talking about. And just yeah. again, to hold uh, Doug Ford's feet to the fire somewhat only, uh, what was it? Um, how many uh, places got inspected last year? Only nine 
uh, long-term care homes got inspected mm-hmm. out of 600 facilities in Ontario last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Nine out of 600. So, yeah. again, like I, I still applaud Doug Ford for how he's handled the pandemic up till this point. But he's not mm-hmm. his hands are not clean on this. Of by course, any of course, of course. And, you know, it's obviously a very ch- challenging situation. So we want to give the benefit of the doubt. But this is just one thing we're going to have to keep our eye on. I'm thankful that I don't have to I don't have any family or my parents don't have to stay in one of those places because Lord knows mm-hmm. I would not be in a good space so I can only imagine mm-hmm. but uh, moving on have you heard that Parkdale nonprofit park which is an acronym for Parkdale Activity Recreation Center has acquired a building on Queen West in the Parkdale community for affordable housing good. Pretty Round of cool. applause. Yes. Pretty cool. I'm glad so they actually bought this place. It's a, um, you know, there's obviously Parkdale is one of those places you could see it's on the verge is on the bubble of being completely gentrified, gentrified and, and redone. And you can see all the, uh, all these new people moving in and the, this it's 90% of its residences are, are rentals. So they're running out of places with all these condo developments and no, you know, there's not enough rental units. So they've done uh, a good thing here to uh, offer some affordable housing to those who need it. So shouts out to park right, cool. Parkdale activity recreation center. Now, have you heard <laughs> that racism reared its head again? Surprised, right? This is, this is a pretty big shock. Uh, I don't know if you guys have f- heard of this. It's it's called a Karen pandemic. Oh, it's not the Karening. <laughs> no, no, it's there's the Karening. It's the Karen demic. Right. A few names were out. Right. Now, listen. Revenge of the Karens, perhaps, right. maybe. I don't this know. Is, this is a this is a crazy story in that this woman. I mean, crazy in the sense that she actually was caught using weaponizing her white womanhood against this black man it's crazy so there's a video that catches a woman her name is amy cooper she's in central park reporting an african-american man threatening her life okay she actually called the cops on this guy and this this young man his name is christian cooper i i don't, I don't know how old he's i think he's 38 doesn't or matter what difference does it make but he's a he was a he's a black man. He was in Central Park bird watching on Monday between seven thirty and eight in the morning. Uh, he comes across this woman with her dog. The dog is unleashed in an area of the park that's supposed to yeah, be. He's a bird watcher, and that's a big deal for them because they can't watch birds. Obviously, right. when birds are like chilling on the ground, if there are dogs running around loose, they don't get to see the birds. And it's a rule in that park. Yeah, you have to keep your dogs leashed. Right. Simple. S- so what does this young man do? Hey, put, he your, says, put your dog on a leash, lady. He says, hey, uh, lady, uh, would you mind leashing your dog? And the audacity this woman finds with this black guy coming to tell her something that she's supposed to be doing on her own decides to weaponize the situation and call the cops and make the false accusation that he's threatening her life, basically weaponizing her, her, her privilege and the police against this black man. I it's just don't story. understand why they think they can get away with it when he's literally filming her while she's doing it. I, I just don't. We're, it, we're... Because they've been, it's been proven that filming racism doesn't always bring justice. And she knows that. She also mm. knows the potential consequences for this man by calling the police. And regardless of her lying, regardless of her filming, she knows very well that there was a good chance that the law could have still been on her side. What it, yeah, that. Probably. 
I feel like when white people see these videos throughout the week, they just are like, oh, let me just test it out today and see what happens. Like, that's like their thing, you know? That's what I've come to the conclusion of. Just rolling the dice. Yeah. (laughs) Now, here is where the blunt end of social media does serve a purpose. So after the video surfaced Schadenfreude. <laughs> After the video surfaced online, well, let's just say this woman's life got turned upside down. <laughs> she was fired from her job on Franklin, at Franklin Templeton, which is an investment company. She had her dog, which she's actually strangling. She's like basically like strangling the dog on. Because she was so leash. preoccupied with calling the cops. Yeah, that she's literally choking her dog while she's on the yeah. phone with the cops. Well, guess what? Guess what? They took her dog too. <laughs> <laughs> and your little dog too my pretty <laughs> perfect oh my gosh I'm so glad now, they took her dog from her now guess what sadly guys sadly her life has been ruined oh oh, oh my god is that bad is there sad. any way we can bottle those tears man i'm thirsty like <laughs> oh my god listen for starters mm. i just don't understand i still you guys He's literally filming you. You know he didn't threaten your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, maybe, I don't know, I guess, in their warp sense. Again, D.L. Hughley has said it best. And again, he's like very genius at, very poignant at pointing these things out. There's nothing more dangerous dangerous than the black person that lives in white people's minds. That's mm-hmm. like, that. Yeah. that is the most dangerous. Like, that person doesn't exist mm-hmm. in their yeah. minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... That person is the most dangerous person, and they that person only lives in their minds. So what her perception was at that time could have been, yeah, okay, like, uh, this guy wants to kill me. We're in a park. We're alone. I don't know, yep. but... And she, you know, I, I consider that, too. Like, that might have been... She might be so far gone, in, so entrenched in her racism and privilege that she actually believed her life was in danger maybe. simply by being approached by a black man. She could be that crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, <laughs> It's wild that she actually, you know, she was so offended that this guy told her to put her dog on a leash. That's really all it was. It's like, you can't talk to me. You're clearly doing something wrong, wrong and strong. But listen. Oh, before uh, you wrap up real quick, though, I just want to say on a side note, because we've seen tons of stories like this. Again, the Starbucks was like the the kind of like the flashpoint of these things of calling the cops on people. But um. I'm not always convinced that the person actually lost their job. I think they say that sometimes in the in the public just to placate the public, because well, I mean, who's yeah, really but... checking on these companies or whatever when someone they say, "Oh, we fired this person." How right. do we know that they actually fired them? You can just put out a public statement and just like either transfer them to some other office or just simply stick them in the basement. Yeah. I'll do my investigating. Well, how are you? There's, you wouldn't call and just say, hey, can I talk to... Uh, you don't say why. You just say, hey, can I talk to Amy Cooper? And then they're like, oh, what if they say, okay, transferring. And then you ask the doctor and it's like, what's the hell? you got fired. That's what you can find out. I, I don't think that will work, Nina. So what you're saying, <laughs> Nina, is we need to find the number for Franklin Templeton and post it on our Twitter page and get yeah, people to call. and get people to call. Or not so it's not suspicious. As we find out she's still working, then everyone can flood and... and tell her whatever they but want again to why can't they they can train their receptionist to pick up and say well sorry she's not with us anymore while she's literally <laughs> standing beside her 
cheersing their coffee cups together. Like I know people in New York. I'll just send someone to go look. Okay, right, I like it. Nina's on it. Put you those go. Yeah, you go find that Amy Baskin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have to take a break right now. So for all uh, for y'all on the radio, make sure you stay tuned. And for those of you on the podcast, stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, there we go. Nice. Did you guys hear about the one um, that also happened like two days after this Amy girl or one day after the guy in the, there was an office building. I can't remember where it was. It was oh, yes, a group of guys in like a gym, yeah, right? Yeah. Out. yeah, and then the, the guy, the white guy came and his, his I don't know, his voice See? was all weird. It's like, uh, do you guys have an office here? <laughs> And they're like, yeah. And then he's like, tell me which one, whatever. And they're they like, like, why do we yeah. have to tell you? Like, who, we yeah. don't answer to you. Like, and he called the police. And then the, the people who owned the building said they got rid of his office there. But like, there's so, there's so many, there's so many stories like that. There was no, another I, but one. I stopped, I stopped trying to keep track per se. And they happen so quickly that it's like, usually when I see the headline, I don't even click on it because I know if it's whatever the degree of the seriousness is of that situation, I know it's just going to come back up again. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I let most of them go right by until the ones like the George Floyd type things mm. kind of like rise to the top because it's so egregious in terms of. That's what I'm saying. You know, see how it progressed this week? I feel like these white people just see it from the beginning and are like, let me just try it out today. Let me try but it out. They, but here's the thing, though, Nina. This is, get ballsy like but that. this is the thing I don't understand. After you see what's happening publicly and the climate out there, wouldn't you think, you know, I'm going to chill on racism for a couple of days? No, I'm just they're gonna... stupid. They think they can do anything. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. They... Yeah, what were you going to say, Lisa? Oh, no, I was going to say, or maybe they just start to feel their invincibility. Oh, yeah. shit, like, well, I, I can do anything and mm. walk into it, perhaps. You know what I You know what I think, and we can talk about this more when we talk about the George Floyd thing, but you see how when George Floyd happened, people didn't necessarily forget about Ahmaud Arbery, but it's not the top, like the top topic of conversation now. Now it's George. So these white people are seeing, oh, we were condemning those people who killed Ahmad, but now that this George George Floyd has taken over, like everyone kind of forgot about those white people because they're not at the top of the conversation not, anymore. Now it's about this cop. Well, maybe, you know I mean? but those guys weren't cops per se. They were just civilians. No. So they've been arrested already. So that helps to kind of, you know, calm people in terms of their anger regarding the yeah. Ahmaud Arbery thing. Like once they're, yeah, that's, that's, gonna say. Yeah. that's really what it is. And that's the part about these things. We're, well, we're going to talk, well, we're kind of using up all our uh, good conversation now during the podcast, sorry, sorry. but I'm just going <laughs> to, just to finish my point. I like point, the passion though, Nina. I like the passion. Yeah, but just to, fi- I already forgot what my point was going to be, but hopefully it'll come back up again when we're on. Um, well, yeah. maybe we can touch quickly on these, uh, these Trump tweets yeah, we could talk about that for a bit. Then we can curse right now because I've, it's hard for me to talk about Trump and not curse because he's such a oh, fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> so yeah. this is the, we can't, it's every day Fuck just when you guy, think man. we can't get into even more unprecedented times. Like this is a major, a major step in terms of what our interactions are going to be on social media. He can't do anything, accountable man. On 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 social platforms like Twitter. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Twitter labeled one of Trump's tweets, a series of Trump's tweets with a fact check for the first time. Now, if you're not familiar with this is uh, platforms like Facebook, Twitter, I think even Instagram have been trying to institute a policy not to really highlight trying. things that are quite, well, I mean, they try not Facebook. Oh no, I've, I've definitely seen it come up on Facebook many times. 
Listen. Where they they, act, they issue a, a fact checking like they in other words they don't they don't block the article they no. just say that there's questionable mm. content sometimes but not not actually not really no especially for where it really matters when it comes to politicians and running political ads that are false well it's different they're, the Facebook has said that they're not going to prevent people like they're not going to ban misleading political ads they said that directly but when they're, they're more specifically talking about facts that are are not provable or misleading and i think that's the kind of the discrepancy in terms of like because when obviously facebook's like listen we sell ads you want to buy an ad we're going to sell you an ad because that's how we make our money so i mean it's not whether or not it's wrong you could argue that but as far as the 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 balance of trying to combat misinformation online and people who post these articles these questionable articles from questionable sources they just indicate that there's fact checking involved and of course mr lack of facts himself Fuck donald trump <laughs> has immediately uh fired back at twitter for putting this notification lisa i'll ask you first have you have you seen the tweets that they're talking about this is, has to do with mail-in voting say no say no say no yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen them. Um, and I feel like he's lucky that that's all that they did. It's not like mm. they blocked it. They didn't like censor it. They literally just added exactly. a little asterisk. Exactly. So like he shouldn't have a problem with that. But we but he's not rational or human. So, of course, <laughs> of course, he has a problem with it. He, he's um, literally yeah. having a spasm about them correcting misleading lies or whatever like i don't understand what what world are we living in right now well, i like their rebuttal in that they're like we just wanted to add context exactly <laughs> that was the nicest way they could have put it <laughs> something that he has absolutely no understanding of so for no. those, if you're not familiar with what the with what the story is so trump has been recently tweeting because of the advent of all this, uh, you know, COVID lockdown, shutdown, social distancing, they're obviously trying to figure out they have a major election coming up in November and they have to figure out how they're going to get people out to vote. One of the ways they're going to do that is through mail in voting. And he's basically trying to say Trump is trying to say that by having mail in ballots, it's going to introduce uh, a whole widespread voter fraud. And that was the, the essence of his tweet. And Twitter put the asterisk on it by saying this is basically can mislead people to thinking that there's something wrong with mailing in their vote. Yeah, he's going to he's planning on doing an executive order to put limits on Facebook, Twitter and <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, bro. I want him to I want him to, I want him to file. I want Twitter now to file a lawsuit <laughs> against him and bring his ass to court because this guy has lived in court all his life. eh? And that's another mm -hmm. thing, too. He's been sued more than anybody. Yes, and yeah. the thing, too, is that Twitter's got deep pockets. So mm -hmm. there, it's not a question of them being shying away from a court battle with this guy, which I think he tends to probably out money a lot of people in terms of when people take him to court, like the whole Trump University mm -hmm. thing, for example. Yeah. And, and he's trying to lock it down, too. Like he's saying, you know, all these social media platforms, which, I mean, let's be you know i i think it's pretty well understood that they most of them tend to be left-leaning when you're talking about of course facebook and and twitter and instagram they tend to be more left-leaning and trump and his trumpkins seem to feel that their conservative voices are being silenced fuck you guys I too i don't feel like social media is always left-leaning i don't i don't feel that at all i feel especially not where facebook is concerned mm. um i feel like a lot of racist 
ish. I don't know if this is a swearing segment. It was, is. Uh, allowed to, <laughs> was allowed to go on and the comments left unchecked and people trying to um, block or, or at least um, whatever that word is when you like try to get canceled or troll, really, troll, troll. Yeah, like when a troll would say something, you try to get their comment re- uh, removed. A lot of times you'll get like, this doesn't violate community guidelines. And you're like, this is clearly hate speech. Right, <laughs> so right. I, I don't know. I don't know if I find that it's completely left leaning. So you guys agree with Twitter, though, that this is a good move on their part? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, think yeah. The least, I think it's the very least that they could, could do. Yeah, but uh, you know what the thing for me, though? It's too little too late. To a be, little bit of that. To too. be honest with you, like it's been three years of this guy tweeting a lot of misleading information not just foolishness yes foolishness fuckery and Mm -hmm. of course um misleading information Mm -hmm. and again Mm -hmm. he's only speaking to 30 percent of the pop uh, of the country Mm -hmm. but again part of the problem with dealing with tweets from trump is because of who he is being the president of the united states um it puts twitter in a weird space of the tweets are actually newsworthy and it will yeah. generate a discussion in terms of they don't they don't want to necessarily remove the tweet because there's a significance now attached to that tweet that you know because of who it's coming from that's right that's so right. that's part of the dilemma that twitter has faced which is i understand that but still you guys too little too late as far as i'm concerned now now the question remains are they going to continue to do this against trump and any other political figure because it really boils down to um how are they going to hold these powerful people accountable for the things that they say online, particularly the president of the United States who consistently every day goes out and he's up to 70,000 lies since he's taken office. He's over 70,000 lies since he's taken office. He opens his mouth and words jump out. He can't, he he cannot not lie. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to say, Lisa? And he's still going to be voted back in. I I firmly believe it. If they could vote for him once, why couldn't they vote for him? Oh, yeah. No, they definitely they definitely could. And it's almost like it doesn't matter what he does. Yeah. And I think even if he loses the election, he's not leaving. They're literally going to have to drag him out of the White House. Yeah. Yeah. Like and he's going to force them to arrest him to take him out of the White House. (laughs) And unfortunately, I want to see that footage. Yeah, I would like to. But unfortunately, Democrats are pussy ass, candy ass, pussy ass. Democrats, like those guys, don't have, really feel ready for they don't have balls. They, they, those, they're, they're, they're so weak. Like they're, they have no spine. The Democrats, man, like the Republicans play dirty, day in and day out. That's all they know how to do. And Democrats, their whole base is just waiting for them to start playing dirty too. So what you're saying is, when they go low, get a shovel. No, but I'm saying <laughs> and go lower. Like they've been trying to play do do the high road thing for a while, and it's like that's what I'm saying. When the when they go low, we get the shovels and we go even lower. Yeah, it's time, man. It's time. It's and you time. and you and you crumble the foundation from underneath them. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm fucking. I'm so over the bullshit with these people. I'm over a lot of this bullshit. Wait till we get to that. Anyways, all right, all right. Well, let's 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 change the topic. Not that this is gonna get any light, more lighthearted. I'm <laughs> fucking furious, to be honest with you. All right, well, channel that. Or as in this, as they say in the acting community, use that. I got my James Baldwin <laughs> anger on right now. So. Yes, yes, use that. Draw that. Draw that forth. Yeah, anyways, I like that. We got to plug CBD Dreams real quick, and then we got to get back to radio. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, CBD Dreams is our official sponsor for Hashtag. They, they, des- <laughs> they deliver to all- talk one day. I will, one day, one day. <laughs> they are the number one hemp CBD boutique service in the greater Toronto area with next day delivery available seven days a week. <clears throat> CBD Dreams provides the best and easiest way to get top quality hemp CBD products to your, to your door. And if you use our promo code Hashtag Uncensored, when you make your order, you'll receive 25% off your order. This is valid until June the 30th. Visit cbddreams.today.ca <laughs> or call or text 437-993-0617. I'm going to buy you a dictionary. Shut up. <laughs> That's Shut what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We made it back. We made it back safely. Sorry, did I peek right there? It's okay. Don't worry about it. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in, dialed in, locked into the greatest conversation on the planet. Welcome to Hashtag Uncensored Broadcasting, not live. (laughs) (laughs) On Vibe 105, for all of y'all tuned in, we appreciate you. We hope you're staying safe, staying clean, staying healthy, and staying out of Trinity Bellwoods Park. (laughs) Because those millennials, uh, all Nina's friends are out there acting crazy. It's a I actually bit knew two people who were there. I, of course you did. Of I course thought, you did. So did you did you cuss Snapchat. your friends, Nina? Well, I saw it on their Snapchat before I saw, like, actually how many people were there. But I'm not, like, close with them like that. So I didn't say nothing. But I was, like, in my head, I was looking at them sideways. <laughs> yeah, it's good. good exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, we've got yours truly solitaire in the building, outside the building. I keep saying that. It's so they got to get that hip-hop terminology out of my brain. We're broadcasting from our respective homes, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina, and special guest, special lady, Lisa Michelle is joining us for the show today. Special guest host, we welcome her. Uh, If you haven't checked out her fantastic career to this point, she's an amazing performer, R&B artist. She's an amazing actress. She does musical theater. She's an entrepreneur. And we're going to talk to her a little bit about all the projects that she's done and what she's got coming up a little bit later on the show. But right now, it's time for politics as usual. And the discussion will kick off with Trinity Bellwoods Park over this past weekend. Um, And what happened was... Now, what had happened was... Everyone um, knows. The province had eased the physical distancing restrictions in Ontario. COVID stock. COVID stock. (laughs) They had COVID stock in Trinity Trinity Bellwood Park. And I know we'll get into it eventually, but I'm just saying, I'm just going to say right now real quick, don't blame just city officials. We'll, we'll we'll get to that aspect of the conversation just mm-hmm. to set the stage. So the weather, uh, it was like, you know, it was the perfect storm of people uh, got the, the government eased restrictions. People have been cooped up and frustrated. And the weather was beautiful last weekend. So guess what? Everybody flocked to outside. Most people in Toronto did it in a responsible way. They did their best to physically distance. They wore masks. You know, they, they did not wear masks. I did not see any masks no, in that crowd. No, not that. I'm talking about the park. Right oh, far. sorry. I'm sorry. Are you listening to the words <laughs> that are sorry. coming out of my mouth? It's hard to see through the anger. I'm sorry. <laughs> I see that. I'm saying in general, the city got out to various green, spa- green yes, spaces yes. across the city. People were wearing masks in situations that they couldn't physically distance themselves. But most Toronto- Torontonians conducted themselves 
in a reasonable, concerned fashion. Not so for Trinity Bellwoods Park. Mm-hmm. Nina's friends were there. <laughs> not my friend. Not my friend. People I used to work with like six years ago. <laughs> so let me ask you, do you think that this um, this situation that happened in Trinity Bellwoods Park with these pretty much... You know, millennial. Just say it. Just say it. Okay. <laughs> disrespectful young people. Uh, do you think this is a one-time occurrence, or do you think that this is just the start of what's to come for this hot, hot, long summer? Are you asking me? Yes. My, it's not my friends. My answer is that no, I do not believe this is a one-time occurrence. I believe that those people will not like they don't take it seriously. I've been hearing myself personally from a lot of millennials. Um, like, I'm putting my sister on blast right now. <laughs> my sister was, oh my when God. the virus first happened, my sister was very, like, telling my parents, like, you guys don't understand. It's really easy to spread all this stuff. Like, she was very adamant on, like, making sure that everyone was informed that this Good. is a real thing. But now... She got COVID fatigue. Point, yes. A lot of people my age, I've been speaking to a lot of people this week who are like, I don't even believe this is real anymore. Honestly, this is going to go on forever. What's the point of staying inside now? Like just mm-hmm. as soon as the weather got nice, everyone my age got really fed up. Yeah. So I don't think this is a one-time occurrence. I think it's definitely going to happen again, especially because these people were not handled appropriately when it comes to being given these tickets that we were so Thank you, Nina. That doesn't help that they weren't given those. So no one's going to take it Only seriously. four tickets were handed out in that crowd of thousands of people. 10,000 people, they said. Lisa, were you 10, there? 10,000 people. I was not there. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> mind, you, mind you, I am on the, the uh, edge, the very cusp of millennialhood. <laughs> but uh, like the very, very cusp. <clears throat> but... Um, that being said, I don't live anywhere near there. Um, what were your thoughts when I, you saw the scene, though? My thoughts when I saw the scene is like, I don't think they intended on making it a large gathering. I think they came in groups of like four, yeah. and then they got there, and there were lots of other groups of four. Oh, I'm glad you say that, though. And they might have had all intentions of socially distancing with their group of four people, mm. and then they got there, and it just wasn't possible. Should they at that point have made the choice to go somewhere else? Thanks. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. Um, however, but uh, there's an argument that in downtown Toronto, where can we swear in the segment? Is this no, 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 no. They're, they're, on the they're on the radio. Where the f are they supposed to go? How many parks do you know? Back of to in, your home. In that area. Back. With? Back. Back to your, to your home. home. Do you have a balcony, Reddy Fox? Do you have a backyard? Do you live near Green Space? It's easy to say when you have resources and you've been able to breathe no, fresh sorry. air on yeah, a no, daily I don't, basis. No, like, I don't accept that because again, <laughs> I, I totally do. We are totally living do. in a first world nation where a lot of people are basically asked to stay home and just binge Netflix. Really and truly, like this is not. Right. We are not asking you guys to churn your own butter now and <laughs> have to like. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like you guys. I, I almost cursed. I almost cursed. Mm. See, like, yeah, I did too. I did this too. is this is re- this is really the thing that's upsetting me. <laughs> I, that's, he's, he's, he's focusing very, very guys, intently on. You guys are acting like what? If this was 1918 again and dealing with like. <sighs> Uh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> but I, I get it, but but it's not. And this is where we live now. Yeah, and this These is people the only have the experience are weak. that we've lived. People are weak. Only, this, that's fair, but this is the only experience that we've had. I'm not saying like the scene looked good. Like when you, you saw it, you're like, oh, 
ish. This is gonna throw us back. <laughs> this is gonna throw us back in the COVID sphere. Uh, it, it did. It definitely looked that way. My thing is like I just don't think it was an intentional act of rebellion by the people there. I think it was. Was there stupidity? Yes, because um, even where I live, I live near. Um, I live by the lake. I live in a condo, mm. so I don't. I and I have a balcony, so I haven't felt stifled at all. Like mm. we go outside, we go by the lake. There's a path. There's all this open air. And mind mm. you, when me, my husband and my daughter do choose to go outside and go for a walk, mm. there are times we have to choose an alternate path because some days when the weather is like really popping, nice. all of a sudden the paths are like filled <laughs> by cyclists and picnics and whatever. And, and then we'll choose. We're like, we're going to go that way. So and that, that's exactly my point is they could have made the choice to go somewhere else. But in my area, I have choices. There's like endless green space when i open my my balcony doors when i open so i i just feel like I maybe care. playing devil's advocate maybe those people didn't have as many care. choices as i do i don't, I don't know let's say no, I, least, I don't know i, I, it's I just I gonna, gonna say real quick i appreciate that you're yes it's not easy to stay cooped up in the house i get that mm. and i understand too part of the I think the reasoning for why they wanted to reopen up the parks is because they needed to give people something like that for them to get out. But where's your common sense? What's on your noodle? If you go there and you already see that there's a huge yeah. crowd, yeah. go don't, somewhere don't, else. Don't, don't put your blanket down when you see <laughs> people. That's that's where get. That's where I have a hard time. And I do blame. The, I do blame city officials as well too because I'm sorry, not sorry. I, I forget her name. Or what, the person that wrote the article in the Toronto Star that took a lot of heat because she basically said, "If that was a bl- if that was Afrofest during COVID, mm. hello, mm. how many mm. tickets do you think it would have only been four tickets mm. that were handed tickets. out? Tickets, no, it's right. Tickets, tickets, you would be tickets, especially with all the peeing on the roads and the side and, of people's houses and all that stuff. That's right. Now I want to I want to touch back on something that Lisa Michelle is making because I've heard I've had this argument with a friend of mine, you know, in our chat rooms and we have these discussions and he was kind of saying the same kind of thing. He was being very empathetic to the predicament that a lot of these people are in, in terms of like many of them, maybe they don't have a balcony. Maybe they don't have a green space that they can still go go for a walk. They can go outside. And yeah, I hear that. Now my thing about it is with this situation from, from people's perspective that I've heard uh, that new people that were there, a lot of them were saying that the area that they were congregating in was literally one quarter of the entire Trinity Bellwoods park. So if you wanted to go to a space where there weren't people, Trinity Bellwoods Park is a very big park, right? I think that they went to Wonderland and they all hung out by the bumper cars, basically, is what you're saying. (laughs) So I don't buy it. I think that, you know, there is an attitude just like, you know, Nina had highlighted with young people. Like I have a studio uh, for sound media. We have clients come through there, but obviously since this, uh, you know, since the virus, we have restricted the amount of people that come in there. But it's funny because some of the younger artists, they come in and it's like business as usual. Like three artists that had come through at different times tried to give me a dap. So I'm like, I had to give them my elbow. I'm like, yo, we're not shaking hands right now, fam. They're, they're trying to come in. Hey, what's up? Yo, shaking hands get, is so get, 2019. Get you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> there is, I, I, I am finding that there is a kind of uh, reluctance to accept the reality of what's going on with this physical distancing. And it, and it seems to be coming from young people. 
Apollo was a prime example of that last week as well. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? If I got it, I got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, well, really quickly, you know, I wanted to cr- really touch on this quickly because as a result <clears throat> of the packed park, John Tory decided to wander out there and try to do some investigative reporting of his own. Right. Wearing a mask. And then he takes off his mask. Who cares? Who cares? Reddy Fox is not here for that. No, when he's talking on CB24 telling us what to do, I literally laugh and I'm like, do you think anyone is going to listen to you now? Yep, yeah, but no. you should. You should. If he's still giving you good advice, you should still listen to him. But no one's going to take it seriously because we saw the pictures of him. No, nope. just that again, John Tory is a person that will have to be in a lot of situations like that more than the average person. Give him a little leeway if he makes a mistake here and there because. He's got a lot on his plate. For sure. And, but you know what? You know what the thing about it is? is? For somebody who is probably more keenly aware of the power of cameras and the fact that you're always on stage. And he apologized. John Tory. I don't buy but, it, though. You don't buy the apology? No, I don't buy it. Yeah. I feel like he apologized because he got caught. Yeah. I, I, I think that's that. it's a little problematic, but the bigger problem is that people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the real problem is. And but if we're that, saying that he might be one of the stupid people. No, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so. That's a big problem. That's Listen, a big problem. he he unfortunately, and this is just a fact of society, money inoculates you from a lot of problems. If John Tory were to get sick, he will get the best care possible. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. All those other people out there, what are you guys out of work right now? Are you working mm-hmm. like pay, living paycheck to paycheck? Who knows what? Are you? Can you afford to even risk being into the hospital and whatnot? I understand. Yes, we live in Canada and we have a healthcare system, but it's still, believe it or not, you're not going to get the best care possible compared to what John Tory will get. So, mm-hmm. well, uh, we appreciate the fact that he at least uh, acknowledged his faux pas, his slip up, and apologized. Yeah, he's allowed to make mistakes, man. Yeah, it's 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 rough. It's definitely a rough time where we don't want to bear down on them for too. You know, for for making a slip up here and there, but I want to transition from this conversation <clears throat> uh, about Trinity Bellwoods Park to something more serious. Reddy Fox, I can see the vein popping out of his forehead right now. It's it's not an easy conversation to have. Of course, we're referring to the murder of George Floyd. Uh, in Minneapolis by police officers. The basic story for those of you who haven't been keeping up with this, maybe you're, you know, like a lot of people who are overwhelmed, just trying not to focus on it. But basically police had responded to a call from a shopkeeper. Doesn't matter. um, That uh, someone was trying to potentially use a counterfeit bill. Whatever. They saw George Floyd, they arrested him. Surveillance video shows that he was being compliant as he was led away in handcuffs, cell phone footage later shows that a white police officer was kneeling on Floyd's neck for seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. The, all, all, every, everything, whatever happened before that doesn't matter. It, it, even if he killed somebody, right. what you see in that video is not called for. We've seen, obviously, the example of that kid that ran into a church and murdered a bunch of people. The point being is that Whatever he did to get the attention of police, which, again, of course, he could have robbed the store, could have assaulted somebody, could have done anything. Whatever he did didn't deserve that. 
I think that's an excellent point. Whatever it didn't literally, the, if he shot somebody it, in the face, literally, that if he killed, you, that doesn't give you the right to convict. And your kill job him. is to apprehend yeah. people and then bring them to justice. That's one hundred percent. So I, I, he literally could have killed five people before that incident of what we're seeing on video, and it doesn't change. What there, there is, there are countless examples of people of other races committing more heinous crimes who are brought into custody and into justice in a much more dignified way. In a this, completely dignified you mean way. in a live way? You, a, mean a, a, you mean in a live way, right? That's in what in you live mean. Way. In, in, in a, a live, live way. way, right? Now, now the, there's a, obviously the, the, the challenge, as we indicated off the top of the show, the problem that some people are addressing is the issue of whether or not to share the video on social media. Um, do you think that... That is, you know, Lisa gave a, a very eloquent answer off the top of the show, but I want to turn to, to Nina and Reddy and ask you guys, do you, what do you agree or disagree with the sharing of the George Floyd's murder on social media? Nina, you go first. Um, I haven't watched it. It was the same problem I was having with the Ahmad Arbery video. Like, I just couldn't, like, I kept seeing it, but I honestly, I couldn't, like, watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I understand in terms of, yes, having his family have to rewatch that over and over, see it being posted everywhere. But I do think it's important to post for awareness because, yeah, otherwise the, the uh, like this, like this might not have had the consequences that it's having now because we wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Um, so I do think, I think Lisa made that point earlier and I think that's a very true point. Um, and just, you know, I, again, back to the whole thing about, I wouldn't have known personally before Trayvon Martin that this was even an issue happening mm-hmm. until I saw the Trayvon Martin stuff go down in every other video after that. I did not know it was even an issue before that. Um, I think back in 2017 or 18, I did an interview with Wanda Johnson, the mother of Oscar Grant, uh, the Fruitville Station movie. Wow. Uh, a lot wow. of us are familiar with that story. And I was speaking to her in terms of the media coverage uh, when it comes to these cases. And she was saying, you know, at the end of the day, what matters is that we don't look at this person as just a victim, but we need to understand as a society that this is someone's loved one who has died. It's right. it's someone, someone's father, someone's daughter, someone's um, like sister, brother, whatever it is. And she was just kind of brought it all back to that point that regardless of what the coverage is and regardless of what's going around at the end of the day, that's what we need to remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. It's, okay. I, I definitely respect the fact that, you know, the family has to see this, but go ahead. Ray. Well, okay. Uh, actually, I'm going to change my mind a bit about this now from the top of the show, because I was really, pretty much adamant against sharing the video. But I think Lisa said something that um, actually made me think about it in a different way a little bit when I can't remember exactly what it was, but it made me think of one of the greatest original gangsters of all time, Emmett Teal's mother. Because mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about now is the fact that had she not done what she did to leave it open casket for people to see what they had done to her son, the, the outrage and spark wouldn't have been there. Like we wouldn't mm-hmm. probably, we probably to this day wouldn't know Emmett Teal's name because the, I remember the first time I saw that photo of him yeah. and it, how it shook me. And I think maybe this video can do the same thing for people today, what Emmett Teal's photo did at that time. So with that caveat being said, if the family is okay with it still being shared, then I would mm-hmm. be okay with it. Yeah. yeah. I think I, that's the caveat for me too, is that I think it should be on a 
case-by-case basis. I think the families and the loved ones of the of the victim and the deceased should always be, you know, consulted, or at least we should know what their feeling is about sharing it. And if they feel that the sharing of it is necessary for justice, for uh, awareness, uh, whatever the case may be, then, then by all means. But still putting those trigger warnings and sensitivity warnings for people who already know this is going on and we already believe the victim, yeah. then uh, I, I don't need to be... Uh, traumatized by it, but I, I'm willing and happy to support in all the other ways that we can, which is what I love Sean King's account for, man. Like, he's been so good at showing George Floyd as a human being, like you're saying, like showing that he had loved ones, he had children, or and all the things that he was involved with as a human being to humanize him as opposed to just being um, a hashtag and another victim of police police brutality. Mm-hmm. Um, just showing the full side of the picture, and also Sean King's account is showing resources on actionable steps on what you can do to help bring justice to the family. I I really appreciate things like that. And for me, that's my best way and the sanest way, if sane is a word, sanest is a word for me to get involved (laughs) is to take action and do things like that, as opposed to viewing the video. Cause I, I personally don't can't even handle the trauma traumatization. I really can't. Well, I tell you right now, America is a powder keg just as we're, slowly coming out of the, you know, the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, as we talked about before, you know, right after that, we see George Floyd murdered. Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody in Minneapolis is taken out to the streets. The, broad, the, the, the protests have been violent. They've been, they've been uh, you know, really like visceral reaction to this, to seeing this video and the circumstances. Recently, there's a lot of, Prominent black media personalities in music and in media. I'm talking about Charlemagne the God uh, from the Breakfast Club and hip hop artist Killer Mike, who have been advocating for black people to arm themselves. What do you guys think about that? Yes. I think if you're going to do it, don't tell anybody. You'll be a, you'll be a target, guaranteed. Keep that. Sh- yourself. <laughs> Not saying to do it or don't do it, but if you do it, keep that ish to yourself. Nina, that's my thought I, on that. I agree with what Lisa said, and even just to touch quickly on the on the whole protest things, um, I understand there's a, a um, like immense amount of frustration and anger in these situations, but I think with these riots and protests, it's unfortunate because now. It's just giving the police another excuse to go out and do the same thing with these people who are committing these riots and these protests and things of that nope. nature. <clears throat> That's nice. what I feel like. I don't feel like it's like an necessarily, I mean, it's getting the attention. It's effective in that sense, but it's also kind of risky at the same time, I feel. At, at this point, what else has it been? Peaceful hasn't worked. All that other yeah. stuff. I'm not necessarily saying to go out and commit violence on other people. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not saying that per se, but... Um, on a side note, real quick, I just want to address because some people will say, well, this is an American thing, uh, whatever, like, why are we talking about it? We're here in Canada. No, no, no. Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. This is not an American thing. This is not a Canadian thing. Big shouts to John Boyega, who's from London, who Mm -hmm. plays like a, most of you probably know him as Finn in the Star Wars movies, but I remember him as Moses from Attack the Block. So you guys need to see that movie to understand exactly (laughs) who he is. But at the same time, this is not about country nationality. This is about right and wrong. This is about black people, their skin literally being weaponized in a sense that 
it's just giving police the impunity to kill them in broad daylight. And yeah. it doesn't matter if we're Canadian and it happens in America. I see horrific stuff happen in Africa that upsets me. I see stuff happening all over the world that upsets me. This is, but it hits close to home because we're in Canada. And obviously the Americans used to be our closest allies and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it's like... Uh, for better or for worse, they still are, but... No, they're only our closest allies in terms of geography now, but we have a better relationship with other countries right now than we do with the States, and that's for simply sure. because of who their president is at the prop, at the moment. Like, they See, have a better... What, what were you going to say, Nina? Sorry, even just to go back to what you're saying about that whole, like, it's not just country to country, it's strictly about just being black. Even my friends in the UK that I have were posting today that, yeah, it's not just an American issue. They posted uh, the names of all the uh, black people who have been killed by police in the UK as well. Yeah. So, and like, I wasn't necessarily aware of all of that. And read, once I saw it, I was like, holy. Read Desmond Cole's book. See if that, yeah. if that stuff doesn't happen here as well. Like, it, it, it is happening. Of course, all eyes usually are on the States because it happens so often. And again, the way these uh, things play out, the act of it is so egregious. It's like, it's simply murder. Like, I keep thinking of the of Philando Castro. Castile murder yeah. again. I can't remember where the guy was, was on Facebook Live, right? Yeah, where he's sitting in his yeah. car, and they just shot him. You know, I I watched the video. I uh, I think it's important for people to to see the visual context, and a lot of times, what the police will use as a tool is to say, "Well, you don't know what happened before the situation." Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. always no. use this narrative of yeah. like, "You can't." <laughs> The the camera, the footage doesn't tell the whole story. So I always watch the footage because it does provide a certain amount of context. And the thing that really resonated with me and like I I was at that point and I'm I I could take watch and take in a lot, but I was at that point when you watch this man kneeling on his neck, you can see he's doing it in full view of everybody. Cameras are rolling. He's aware. Of course he is. And his mentality is I'm going to get, he could see on his face in his mind, he knew that he was going to get away with it no matter what happened or who was around. If, and that's the part that really, that's the part that really stuck with me. The, this, this power, this perceived power that police feel like they have over racialized people that nobody's really like, there's not going to be any repercussions. And the fact that this happens time and time again it's it, it, that's why when people talk about violent protests and the fact that, you know, why, you know, I've seen this question online, why are they burning down their own communities? It doesn't make sense. Do you understand what desperation is? Do you understand it's not desperation. what it feels like? It's not even it, desperation. It's, it's sheer anger now at this point, solitaire. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of different emotions. It's not just anger. It's frustration. It's anguish in the sense of you feel like you're powerless in the situation. Yeah. And again, too, a lot of people, for all you guys out there that don't understand why everyone is so upset about these kind of things, and another part, too, that they'll always bring up, and again, we're not in the, we're on the radio, so I have to be careful, is they'll say, oh, <laughs> you guys are not concerned when it's black on black crime. I see a lot of murder. Like, again, we, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about Houdini a little mm-hmm. bit or whatever, but you guys, when a black person kills another black person, that person they goes go to, to jail. jail. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> There are repercussions, and, that and is... they are not paid tax dollars by people to Preach. serve and protect Go, Lisa. civilian against civilian. Get it's him, those, Lisa. It's not the same thing. I'm so passionate about when people bring up the black on black. Yeah, crime. get it, get him, what Lisa. What race doesn't commit? What race doesn't, doesn't commit, commit crimes, crimes against, against each other? 
each other. Do we know a human race that doesn't commit crimes at all? So it's like a completely irrelevant topic that makes me want to strangle people. And can I just also <laughs> on can I also just on that side note too about that criminal thing because again with people freaking out when uh, Justin Trudeau just recently banned uh, assault rifles and all that stuff and you hear all these idiots these gun loving idiots in Canada that are like that's not going to stop criminals from having assault rifles that doesn't mean you still don't make them illegal stupid that's that's like that's basically you saying like well you can't st- you can't stop people from raping so or, why yeah, make a law yeah, why make a law like people are why still going to murder law? why are we going to have the murder law like it, it's not going to stop people from murdering do you yeah. know how stupid you sound when you say that stuff? <laughs> Apparently not, Reddy Fox. Apparently, I'm so don't. frustrated with the world right that. now, man. But listen, is uh, this is uh, this is obviously a very difficult conversation. We enjoy bringing these lights and different perspectives, so we appreciate you. Make sure everybody who's listening follow us and join the conversation at hashtag Vibe 105. If you want to reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter and share your thoughts about this story, right now though we've got to pay some bills for those of you. Who are tuned in to Vibe 105. Make sure you stay tuned. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. All right, let's continue this conversation because now we can curse and it'll feel better. <laughs> and I'm tired for cutting you off, Reddy. Oh, please, no. Part, I... That part about the race. The yeah, yeah, no, Lisa, listen, man. That's the whole point of up. us having this conversation is that sometimes you need to jump in and say, yeah, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was just my enthusiastic agreement with what no, you. No, but the, you know, it, the thing is, it, it's it's these all these logical and these 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 fallacies that people jump on, like the whole black on black. Oh, nobody says anything. Where are all the black voices? That bothers us too. When people that bothers it, us too. Exactly. Exactly. And oh, it, yeah. it, who's and not it, saying anything about that? And, and what you're talking about is a is a is a is a is a violent crime between. For better or for worse, equally matched people, right? Mm-hmm. Not talking about a group of people who are basically have the power of a gang sanctioned by the government, who mm-hmm. have extended powers more than just a regular citizen being able to kneel on someone's fucking neck for unprovoked, minutes. unprovoked. Mm-hmm. You can you can see the belligerence in his face when he, while he's okay. doing it. Okay, while we're on podcast time now, because I really don't feel responsible to say this kind of stuff on the radio, now that we're in podcast, <laughs> fucking tool up, black people. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious here. Like, go all, like, T.I. So you're, you, you believe that black people should arm themselves, I, right? I was saying that from just before Donald Trump was elected. I was saying black people need to start tooling up. Like He did, actually. He did say that. Thank you. I don't, I, I'm not convinced that that's, I don't, that's not a response to this situation. Though. No, but I don't, it's the, solitary. It's still about prudence now at this point. It's not even about, um, about, it's not even eye for an eye type stuff, but literally you have 30% of the population in the States, particularly, and this is who I'm really directing this to, <clears throat> if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the States and you haven't bought a gun yet, what are you doing? Like get to the store right now or <laughs> call up your brethren or whoever, like get some weapons. I'm not joking because there is 30% of the American population right now that is ready for war. They want a war. They're, look, they're looking for it. And you, what are you going to be caught slip sleeping? Like, uh, you know what? but the thing is, I, nope. I think that, that kind of messaging is irresponsible nope. because the weapon is not going to solve the problem. The weapon Sorry. is going to cause 
more problems than it solves. I guarantee you that because an addition at the like, very least they you, need it for self defense. At the very you, least, say what you want about these gun nut enthusiasts or whatever the case is, whether they're racist or whatever. The fact is they're mobilizing and they're training. If you want to talk about mobilizing a community properly trained to use firearms not saying, and everything else of that course, it, that's that's but that's not but that's not what these guys are saying though you're they're basically saying go out and buy yourself a gun yes that's not that's but you still have to learn anything. how to use it properly you still have no, to not, no you don't not oh in america okay not so america. i have to say that part too then right this 100 oh my god hey, and don't eat those little cell packet things that come in your um you know what in you know your laundry said? stuff too hey, then what, how about ready? that guess what guess what ready you know what it says on those things yeah do not eat right sure that's yeah. what it says because okay. people will eat it yeah that's fine <laughs> so then there get guns learn how to use them properly organize let me I, ask you guys a question because yeah. I had this discussion um, when this happened with my boyfriend. Uh, we were speaking about this. And he was saying that he was talking to his mom and saying how, oh, like what, what really pissed him off is the fact that people are there filming, but nobody's trying to help. He's right. like, I would have jumped in and pushed the cop off. He would have been, been killed. I would have been killed. I said, you literally would have been shot right away because uh, on the you're spot. another you're a six foot five black guy trying to get a cop off of him. You're going to get killed right away. He would have been killed like, on the spot. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And and then that made me start to think is like, what do you really do when you're standing there watching this happen? Like, Mm -hmm. like, can, can a white person even stop a cop from doing it? If a white person is watching it, like, what can you really do? I wonder. Yeah, I do. I do. I think so. I think if a white person, if a Karen ran in there and, (laughs) and shoved the cop and shoved the cop off of him. You say we need to repurpose these Karens out here. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah, we got to reprogram them or something. But I promise you, if a, if a Karen ran in there and shoved that cop off of him, they would not kill her. You, you know, they wouldn't kill her, but they would have arrested her. They Maybe. would have, like, taken her out of... They would have yeah. removed her from the situation. And she'd be free in two hours. And she would... Yeah, that's my point. Like, she, she wouldn't have been killed, is my opinion, but she wouldn't have stopped what was happening. She, she would have saved this. If someone had shoved that cop off of him within, hopefully like very soon of him putting his knee on his neck mm-hmm. he would be alive he'd still yeah, be alive he could have got back on he could have gotten right back on where I, he left off i would hope not i would think if somebody actually or, shoves him off oh yeah now lisa's making me think too if george had got up and tried to get away at that point they might have just shot him then at that point too what difference would it make though nina they, it's just there's, it's there's, no, there's no difference he was up against a demon yeah. there's no other word for it he was up against a and I, demon and right. only have, a demon could behave like that I don't that. know if you guys have seen this too now obviously they they fired these cops and um, mm. the one in particular that was doing but the dealing fi- I heard they, was on, they were on paid leave I think they they've been fired. Fired, fired, fired they've been fired now but the thing is that so now they're not technically cops but they're on home arrest or whatever well yeah. whatever I don't know if you saw the Instagram video of the army of police that are protecting this guy. Outside of his house. Yeah. Outside, outside of his of house. house. I couldn't that, believe. That are doing what? Protecting the other. Protecting, protecting this guy. Protecting the guy. Wow. Like literally the guy that killed George Floyd wow. with his knee on his okay. neck. People it's found out where he lives. They're the world's largest gang, the police. I've, I already, wow. I, yeah, I've been saying largest that. Largest but... government sanctioned Gang. But I want to I want to think about who what's in the psyche or mind of many of those cops. I wonder how many of them are there protecting this guy that don't want to be there protecting this guy that would rather like, I don't know, this this whole thing. It's this, really messed up. It it's is. Really it, up. I, I've been thinking a lot about um the James Baldwin thing, because this has been an ongoing thing where it's like I'm almost the anger is just always there. 
Yeah. It's just always there. It's just like living just under the surface. And if you're a black person living in this world with any modicum of awareness and sense of what's happening in the world, you're almost condemned to living in a state of anger most of the time. Well, there, there's a, there, that's a cool, is it Langston it, Hughes? Who said no, that? James Baldwin. James Baldwin. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been saying. I've been on, I've been on my Baldwin anger, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been I, on I, it. Be, yeah, because it's like, when I yeah. see these things again, like I saw the George Floyd things, whatever, and I just, I went right by it because I was like, oh, they're killing another black man. It's like, if oh. I keep watching these things and keep seeing it, all I'm left with is this anger and nothing to do with it. And that's why, and that's why, like, listen, you know, we all know that anger combined with firearms is a bad recipe. I don't that's care. Why I, that, I'm done. Uh, well, done, no, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. But I think that's why I say that it's more important that we build awareness and we build our resources. The best way to fight this is economic empowerment of our communities so that people can't the whole just game is fucking stacked against people down there, man. Like no, the wage no. gap is getting worse and worse. People yeah. don't have any way of digging out of the holes that they're in most of the time. And with what they've just the way the government has been already gerrymandering with the Republicans, trying just basically stealing power to stay mm-hmm. in, like nothing's going to change and the way things are is not working like you can't keep on relying on the benevolence benevolence of black people mm-hmm. you just can't like it's that that shit's got to stop soon it's fucking got to stop you. i would agree with you there that the way things are is not working as for what the answer is that i don't have but it is not working this the uh the police system there is not working. Turning the other cheek is not um, working. Turning the other cheek is not working. I, I just, I, I don't know what the answer Let's is. Try it's, it's really Let's try tooling up. Let's try tooling up. How about that? Let's see how nah, that works. I, I, no, nah, I don't advocate Have we tried it yet? I, I would not. That would be, no. I Have we tried being peaceful and like, trying to talk it out and try to get things yeah. changed in government? Have we tried that? Listen. Hold on. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Yes, we have tried. Have we tried? Have we tried peaceful protesting? Maybe, I don't know, like a march, maybe like close to, I don't know, a million. I don't know. Have we tried that? I, I, I understand that when these moments come up, it's hard to see the progress that's been made. I understand. I am. I'm definitely painfully aware of that. But there has been progress. My blood is boiling right now. The problem is it's not like. It's not going to be a band-aid solution. It's not like things are going to change overnight where, okay, there's the, there's the silver bullet that solved the racism problem, that solved the black, uh, the police I'm on so black people violence. There's always going to be moments like this. It's just tragic that it happened so close together. I'm talking about um, uh, Ahmaud Arbery and George, uh, and George Floyd. It's tragic, but I think that there are people who are who are not people of color who definitely advocate for the cause and i think that you know we talk about whether or not this video should be shared i think that people seeing the video and seeing this the police officer's knee in this guy's neck resonates with people not just black people i think it resonates with anybody who has any sense of justice and i think as hard as it is to stay on this path i firmly believe that violence only begets more violence it does not solve a problem do you want to solve the problem or do you just want to go gangbusters and gangbang on some on some mf i am literally i'm not here for that i'm literally crying tears right now you can't see it but i literally have tears coming out of my eyes right now and i'm trying to stop them but i am so angry i'm so tired of it it's hard i'm fucking tired i'm tired of this man tired of it it's how we all feel guaranteed guaranteed tired of it yeah i'm fucking tired of it man i hate seeing this shit 
seeing yeah. it on TV, on social media, on every day. Every day this shit is happening. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you think about how much is not being filmed, I mean, we say mm-hmm. before George Floyd, there was a Maude Arbery. How many were in between there? And that, that we just don't, that weren't we don't on camera. Know. It's been happening that since... We're just not, that we're just not privy to, it's hap- right? Like, it's been it's... happening literally since they ended slavery. They just oh, All they did was deep. switch oh, over yeah. to the penal system to keep the slavery going, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just open season on black people. Yeah. Listen, man. We're going to uh, we're going to keep an Fucking eye on the story. It, man. We're going to keep uh, we're going to keep our 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 knees on the neck of this story. We're going to keep our eyes so open, angry. and we're going to going to try to do our best to uh, to support the cause of you know trying to bring a some kind of sensible end to this this ridiculous um, this situation. But challenging times, man. Challenging times. But CBD listen, dreams. Yeah. Listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we have to take some time out to acknowledge our sponsor for this program, uh, as difficult as it is. But uh, we want to acknowledge CBD Dreams, who's the sponsor of Hashtag. They're the number one hemp CBD boutique service in the greater Toronto area with next day delivery available seven days a week. Uh, with a variety of products and ways to administer CBD, topical rubs for muscle pain, edibles, pet products, etc. They deliver to the entire GTA. If you place an order online or by phone, you'll receive it by the following day before 1 p.m. Use our promo code hashtag uncensored to receive 25% off your order valid until June the 30th. Visit CBD Dreams today to get more information or call or text 437-993-0617. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back. We're back. Welcome to Hashtag Uncensored. You are listening to Vibe 105. Right now it is Saturday, May the 30th. Yours truly solitaire. I am in my house and we're recording from our individual locations. We've got DJ Ready Fox Hello. joining us. No Better Nina is with us. Hey. And special, special guest, Lisa Michelle, who has joined us for the entire program today. Welcome, and thank you so hey, much hey. for spending your time with us. Uh, we want to get into some... Hold on, though. Before we get into the music stuff, I wanted to ask music. Lisa just ask some her. stuff. Just basically, like, obviously, these are weird times. And just how overall has your family adjusted in terms of... Um, having a different routine in the house now and even with your daughter is she kind of confused about how things are and how do you explain it to her just how have you guys been dealing with it in your household yeah well my daughter she's five and she's a very savvy savvy five Mm. so we've been able to explain to her at a I'd say a pretty high level for her age of what's going on. She understands she's not in school because there's a virus going around and uh, we they need to keep people safe and apart. So she has to be home with us. She understands just why mom and dad are home every single day and we're not going to work. Um, and, uh, and she, I mean, there's a large part of her, probably the largest part of her is enjoying the time because I mean, my husband and I are both very busy people and mm. she often gets one of us at a time, to be honest. And mm. um, one person is home while the other person is out working or or doing whatever. And um, so she's enjoy- we are enjoying and finding value in spending the time together, not to diminish the hardship that a, that a lot of people are having with the situation and people who don't have other people, not diminishing that at all. 
Um, but there has been challenges for sure. Um, that I did mention that she's five. <laughs> so <laughs> she's uh, energetic from the time she wakes up to the time she goes to bed. And um, that's amazing. We're grateful that she's healthy and going. But it also means that um, while we work to regain work and, and are still very active at home, my husband and I, we can't work at the same time because she mm. needs to be cared for, occupied, yeah. engaged, played with. So it's a whole our, reshuffling like, even, of your schedules now. Yeah. It's an entire reshuffling. And sometimes it, it, oftentimes we make it work, but as we get busier, as, as, um, Things both start of to our businesses start, more, to, yeah. Yeah, start yeah. to pick up, it's like, like right now, like he hasn't been able to do a single thing since, <laughs> since I've right. been speaking, uh, to you all because she's still up and things like that. Uh, so, he can um... hold out for a little while longer. He'll be <laughs> fine. Don't worry about him. But, uh, I want to, he gets to take an extended break, right. but, but all in all, like we are okay. Like I mentioned earlier, thankfully we live by a lake. We've been getting lots of sunshine and vitamin D, which I think is vital. Right. Um, so yeah, so great, just grateful to be healthy and, uh, knowing that things could be worse, I'm I'm content. All right, let me ask you one more question, real quick, especially just about just the film industry here in Toronto and in Canada mm-hmm. in general, because um, that is a big part of our in- economy. Like, especially huge, in Toronto, huge. like it, it employs uh, thirty thousand people at least. About in terms of everything mm-hmm. from actors to literally guys that cater for sets and stuff. So a lot of people are out of work because of, uh, obviously crew, everything. So a few people, I can't remember the name of, uh, this commissioner of Toronto film, but she was basically saying these writers, you guys get creative with how you're writing your scripts, get create, like there's a soap opera actually in Australia that are going to start filming again, but they have a rule now. There will be no more scenes of holding hands. Characters will never hold hands on or whatever on the show. They won't be holding hands. There'll be no kissing. At least there'll be no kissing scenes. So the same film commissioner was saying, get creative. Maybe you don't have to shoot any action sequences. Do you really need to have crowd scenes in order to tell this story in terms of what you're seeing? So what are you hoping to see in terms of the film industry starting to open up again? And maybe are you encouraging that as well in terms of, you know, writers and directors getting creative with, you know, continuing with their projects? Well, we've already had to. (laughs) We've already had to. Um, The voice industry was able to survive a little bit better uh during yeah. this time Makes because sense. people yeah a lot of voice performers are equipped at home with like home studios and we're still able to submit audition tapes and even submit um finished commercial work and things like that it was the film and tv industry that like couldn't move forward so yes i i'm on board with of course get more creative so that we can get back to work earlier and modify things and implement all the protocols we'll need to to stay safe I just personally really hope, as, as much as it's good to see all the creativity happening, I, I just really hope, and maybe it's a pipe dream, I don't know, that COVID just goes away. <laughs> because because um, I, I don't want to watch a soap opera where people don't kiss. This is why people watch soap operas. Okay? Like, I, I don't want to be, like, I, I don't want the stories to be so incredibly watered down. <laughs> that like they're just stupid anymore. I don't want to live in a world where we don't touch people anymore. I don't want to live in that world. I'm right. sorry. I hear you. No, but I, I I'm not saying I don't I'm not saying that I don't understand why it's happening and why those concessions need to be made. And by all means, if it gets us back on set faster, yes, rewrite those stories however <laughs> we need to to maintain social distancing nice. and still work, still act, still perform, still share stories. But as soon as possible 
let's hug again. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I, I, I endorse the I end, hashtag endorses this message. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's hug again. Let's hug again. Let's hug again. Please. That sounds like a slogan that you could have on a bumper sticker. Yeah. Make Canada hug again. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something a little more provocative, but then I couldn't remember which segment we were in. I know. It gets, it gets, a, little, it gets a little confusing, but uh, we're back on the radio. And it is now time for the music news segment, and we will hand it over to Nina to take away and let us know what's going on in music, because I'm too old, clearly, to figure this out. So, Nina, help us out. What the hell is going on? Well, I hate to go from one sad segment into another, but... But you're going uh, to. Yeah, I have to. (laughs) So, uh, on Tuesday, a lot of people uh, have come to find out that Houdini, who uh, was... He was been in the rap game since 2016 and was only 21 years old, uh, was killed in a targeting shooting outside the Bisha Hotel um, on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, he was pronounced dead later that evening around 630, uh, while a 15-year-old boy and a 27-year-old woman who was just a bystander uh, were also shot, but both of them are expected to recover. Oh, boy. Um, Houdini was a pretty popular in the in the Toronto music scene, um, and even um, making a name for himself on a global level. Uh, he grew up in the Driftwood neighborhood and recently relocated to LA. Uh, only reason he was back in Toronto was to film a music video with fellow rapper Killy for the track VVs. Mm-hmm. Um, Meek Mill and Tory Lanez were among the many who paid their condolences on IG. Uh, but you see, the thing is, I think this kind of just it raised a lot of frustration for a lot of people because many people were reminded of Smoke Dog's murder back in 2018, who was also 21 at was the time tw- of his death. Was that 2018? Really? That feels like it was just last year. Yeah, like, Canada Day 2018, long weekend. Um, and Bully and YS, who were both shot mm. and killed just in December, Christmas Eve of 2019. Uh, YS was killed in a targeted shooting in BC, and Bully was killed in a targeted shooting in Oshawa. Um I don't know, like, what, what do you guys think needs to be done in order for this to no longer be an issue? Like, we know it's been happening, but now this is, what, three in the span of, like, four or five months? Three up-and-coming prominent Toronto rappers in the span of such a short amount of time. Like, when does it stop? Solitary, you go first, because <sighs> I have no answer for this. Oh, uh, you know, this is this is not uh, an answer. There's not an answer that I can give you that is simple enough. There's a lot of factors that go into this. You're talking about poverty. You're talking about family. You're talking about community. You're talking about a variety of different influences. You're talking about desperation. Um, But the one thing that I will touch on, and I know, again, when I say this, I'm saying it with the understanding that there's a lot of factors that go into it and then not one thing that really uh, that will be solved by but with a silver bullet. But the music itself perpetuates a lot of the stuff that these guys are involved with. You know, there's not really a whole lot of, account- of accountability in terms of, you know, understanding what these kids are getting involved with. And a lot of them, you know, the, he just turned 21. He's a, he was you, a kid. What do you mean by the music itself, though? Just in what the content of what they're rapping the about? Content, the content of what they're, of what they're rapping about. Uh, now, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, trust me, there's... Um, no, but I was going to just say to you, because we've been hip-hop fans all our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not well, as long as hip-hop's been alive. I guess I've been I'm older than hip-hop. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying... The content of hip hop has always been 
what it is in terms of violence, unfortunately, mm -hmm. yes, misogyny mm -hmm. or sexism mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But I don't know. It feels like it's gotten different. Again, maybe it's old man yelling at clouds type stuff. But it's like because I, I keep thinking about like um, Jay-Z just talking about like, you know, a lot of things that guys say in their songs aren't even real or whatever. And it is just for entertainment. Like nobody freaks out with Scarface. I think it was a Scarface line that Jay-Z had. And um, it was on the American uh, Gangster album. But this the point being that just because people are rapping about things in the songs, sometimes it can be true. Sometimes it cannot. But that doesn't change in terms of what reality is in life. Like you can still tell stories for entertainment. Well, I Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Nina. I was just going to say, well, when it comes to this specific case with Houdini, that's what a lot of the issue was. It was what he was rapping versus the reality he was living. Okay. What he was claiming versus what he was living. And that's, that has been a pretty big discussion since this has happened. Um, was his music good? Did you like his music? His music, I didn't listen to it a lot, um, but it, it is, it's decent. Like he, he was pretty much just, you know, up on the way out and, and it just, yeah, like it's yeah. unfortunate. Mm. You know, and 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 it, that's exactly it. We people, I think, when we talk about music as black people, as our as this being our art form, we're very protective of it and we're very sensitive about criticisms of it. But we can't be so overprotective of it that we believe that it is immune from being criticized. The fact is, a lot of the stuff is being perpetuated in the music and hip hop as a genre, whether, you, you know, I am for the creative outlet of hip hop as an artist, you are, you can say whatever you want, but what you can't do is absolve yourself of accountability and responsibility for what happens from putting those words into the, into the atmosphere. And I'm not saying this specifically about Houdini because I don't know his music. I'm not familiar with the content of his music. I'm speaking in general. I'm not, I'm not highlighting him and whether or not whatever this young man rapped about in his music did not, cause him to deserve to be died to to be shot in the right. way that he was that, that's but, what i was going to add to like it's unfortunate regardless of how he was living um yeah. whether he was uh, a violent person or not i don't know him i'm not familiar with his music at all i just hope he rests in peace and his family finds peace in yeah. that because no one deserves to leave the earth that way yeah yeah yeah. Let me ask so, you guys one thing, though, because um, he relocated to L.A., right? Because I was reading up on this a bit, obviously, preparing for the yeah. show. But yeah. um, this make another person, I can't remember who said it. I saw it on Instagram or whatever, said, basically, this is why no one wants to stay in Toronto. This mm -hmm. is why once you even get a little buzz, you want to get out of here as quickly as you can and sure. whatever. But so if this happens now, can you actually blame an artist? Like, can you, I don't know, like, can you just see this increasing in terms of artists saying, like, you know what, I'm not going to stick around here. Like, maybe like an A.R. Paisley type guy that'll be like. Well, Pressa already left, too. Pressa's been in L.A. since he, he came up. Then Houdini moved out to L.A. There's there's one more who moved out to L.A. As soon as they got that little bit of buzz, they went. Do you blame them, though? What I'm saying is that this, this might just be more artists doing that. Because the whole thing is that since Drake kind of came onto the scene, it's kind of been shown to Toronto artists that you can have a big career without having to look elsewhere for validation right and we've had the weekend daniel caesar jesse reyes now coming out or whatever so like we've started to see people coming out but if this kind of stuff is happening particularly with our hip-hop artists i don't blame them for wanting to say i'm bouncing out of toronto first chance i get now you have to the, the thing is you the one element that people aren't considering it really depends on 
what you're involved with in your personal life. Clearly, whatever the circumstances were, the problem with these neighborhoods in the city is you don't necessarily even have to be in the music. You don't have to have any have anything to do with the scene to be a victim of this situation because they're shooting. It's neighborhoods versus neighborhoods, and it's and it's very indiscriminate. So once you're coming up rapping from uh, a particular neighborhood, that's where the problem is. As an artist in general, you have no... I'm talking about even in hip-hop, too. Like, you don't have to necessarily worry about that. But the problem is a lot of these guys, and I know, I think... Um, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I know that an artist like Bully, I know people who backed him and, and were supportive of his career. And they made the point to say that he was not involved in any of those street politics. He was not involved in any of that. And still he was a victim of it. So right. it's, you know, it's, it's, there's no one solution that's going to solve this problem. It's a community problem. Yeah, there's no problem. answer right now. Yeah. It's a class problem. It's an identity problem. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a poverty problem, to be honest with you. So, you know, we're doing the work. We're going to try to deal with these kids in the community. But it's a it's an uphill battle. It's a struggle for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on to something kind of lighter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. So yeah, let's kind, do of, kind of lighter, but still pretty messed up. Oh. Uh, so I don't know if you're going to like it that much. Um, but Doja Cat, uh, she was recently exposed on Twitter uh for basically was she's naked no 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 no, not exposed like that exposed oh. as Doja kind of is half black and she was exposed as basically hating uh black people and herself oh um, she oh she's getting her coon on yeah, yeah. so a now deleted twitter thread exposing doja cat for taking part in chat rooms with alt-right incel men on tiny chat surfaced over the weekend what? Um, one of the recordings it's really weird one of the recordings from the chat rooms shows her taking part in what appears to be race play saying <laughs> uh this sounds ridiculous it to, sounds so ridiculous yeah telling someone to uh you know put their mouth somewhere right and, yeah. um to one of the men so she was last seen in these chats six days before the public caught wind of it uh, <laughs> and there was also reference in the same twitter thread to a song she made in 2015 called didn't do nothing which plays on racist themes and mocks victims of police brutality um for those who aren't familiar, "didn't do nothing" is a phrase used by people in alt-right spaces to describe black victims of police brutality. Of course, and it was derived from the assertion uh, that when caught, black people say, "I didn't do nothing." Right. Um, obviously, you know, she had to go to Instagram and make a story apologizing, addressing, and she addressed the "didn't do nothing" controversy, uh, basically saying it was an old song, it wasn't tied to any of her personal experience, and it was written in response to people who used that term to hate her. So she tried to take it back. Um, I don't take believe it. it. Change the meaning, but you know, if you listen to the song, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Um, and then a video that sounds like a Drake blackface explanation. Don't kill me. A video had surfaced of her explaining why she hates her hair, which continued to lead others to think that she really is full of a lot of self-hatred um, and hate for the Black community. Uh, but this isn't the first time, because back in 2015, she was also caught on Twitter using homophobic slurs towards Tyler, the creator. So she's a her- habitual line stepper. Yes. 
Um, her apology, basically, in a nutshell, was pretty much just her saying, yeah, the whole didn't do nothing, her taking that back because people used it to bully her, um, and the whole thing with her hair being frustrated with it because people bullied her for it. Wow. Was pretty much her, that was pretty much her excuse for everything. Like, Sounded real drake Yeah, I did this because I was bullied. So what do you guys make of this apology with bullying as a reason for her offensive antics? All right. I feel like the apology... Uh, in 2020 should be canceled. We should cancel apologies. Because they, 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 they so how would you deal with your wrongdoings? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, uh, you guys are laughing. I'm dead ass serious. Apologies are meaningless. They're, um, they're meaningless. It's almost like, it's almost like a marketing tactic. You do, you, you step on the line, people pop you back into place and then you apologize and you move on like every, listen, an apology only mean something with changed behavior. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you're just saying stuff. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you guys are. and if, and what's worse is uh I, if you're offended, then I apologize. Yeah, that's yeah. Not yeah. An apo- that's yeah. not an apology. You did say that too. You did say that too. <laughs> she said that if you're apology. offended, I apologize. She said, if I offended you like to whoever I offended, I'm sorry. Yeah, what, I hate it when is, I hear those kind of apologies. For everybody who's for all this cancel culture, we need to cancel apologies and <laughs> That's that's where I'll agree with you, Randy Fox. That, I, I, now we got to no. clip up and just start banging on these idiots. I don't know, no, Lisa. I, we... I, I disagree with that. I think no, we cannot cancel apologies. Thank you. I agree with that, too. Apologies, that sounds very irresponsible. Apologies can be valid and Apologies and matter. Uh, I think in, in this case, it's unfortunate for Doja Cat that there's just so many offenses. It's like she was caught in a racist chat and she was caught in a video talking about how she hates her black hair and then she was caught saying this like it just seems like checking off a a lot of stuff a pile up of nonsense unfortunately for her uh so that's where i'd say um i don't know if it's an apology is genuine if it kind of proves to be your character um but i don't know the girl personally uh but like from what it sounds like it doesn't sound good doesn't sound good for her i want to see i want to see who's i want to talk to whoever is the first person that was in this group who looked at all these pictures and said hey isn't that isn't that doja cat (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wonder what the emotions were. And they said, let's, uh, let's troll her. Like, what was she doing there? I, yeah. Well, yeah. Lisa, so many questions. So many questions. And how do people find this thing out? Was it somebody like who was in Someone, the racist well, chat? Who, who found yeah. that? I'm so confused. Because apparently she's been in them for years. So this person was essentially like went in to spy on her. And now you have to pay to get into those. Was it chats. Adam Driver? Was it Black I don't Klansman? Know who, I don't know who it was, <laughs> but, but my, my whole thing is with this, you know, in a sense, I've kind of looked at it as it is a bit unfortunate that she really does hate herself this much. Society has made her think that her features and and who she is as a person because she's half black is ugly. So she's a pretty girl, though, from the looks of it. Yeah. But at what point does society decide to educate her instead of cancel her and let her continue with this mindset? Because a lot of people are like, let's cancel her. But then this is so bad. How old is she? She's I think she's a year older than me, 26 or 25. Mm, I don't know. She's getting kind of old enough now that she doesn't need people to explain stuff to her. I don't know. And again, remember, self-esteem is about self. It's like you, like yeah. you got to work on yourself but per se. Think of it this way. Like she grew up in a, in a white suburban neighborhood with her white mom. Like, this she sounds didn't like real Dan, Daniel Caesary too right now. Kind of. So like, a lot yeah. of like, <laughs> Caesary. You know, so it, just, it, 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 it makes me question like, like, 
does somebody sit her down and tell her like you know you're not ugly because of your hair just because the rest of your white suburban neighborhood that made fun of you for it or whatever you know what i mean like those are deep scars that have been getting cut on for years and years so it's hard to heal from those things even though you're an adult now and you're in the public eye but i'm I'm just being straight with you guys i've never heard of this girl until this thing hit the wire until i I don't know who she is i don't know what she's done to be famous or anything i truly song is number one right now with Nicki minaj what's this what's the song called say so Okay. It's like everywhere. Sing, sing a little bit of it, Nina. Sing no. a little, little no, lines from. I don't. You guys okay. don't want. Honestly, I don't know who she is. That's why this this whole yeah. story in general. I've been letting you guys talk about it because I don't know her. I don't care about this girl. I don't know what she is. I don't know what she does. Like Ready Fox. Well, as, as soon as I saw the story, I was like, Ready Fox has no idea. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what do you think? Like, do you think she deserves to be canceled or like right away, like everyone's doing, or do you think she deserves some type of education? No, I mean, listen, cancel, canceling somebody for for hating themselves or putting themselves. Yeah, that's just sad. That's who cares? <laughs> just ignore her. I don't like this. The, this whole the, yeah. the whole idea of canceling the act of physically doing something to cancel somebody is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. No, it's not. Why? Why are you? Why are you going to take time to to? to project into the universe i'm canceling this person why don't you just ignore them yeah but that's like you, that, like you do Ray Fox. but that's you that's, do that all the time you but don't cancel anybody you of just course i cancel i cancel constantly i'm a i'm a constant canceler <laughs> <laughs> that's all i do is cancel i cancel day and night but the thing is yeah i don't announce it i just stop paying attention to you all right well that's the way i cancel i cancel so many things that way like yeah she's she this doja cat clearly has some self uh is the song good that's number one yeah yeah a lot of her songs are actually good they're all over tiktok they all have dances like it's it's crazy oh she's a tiktok artist i'm I'm halfway to ready fox and that like i knew who she was before this came up but not but not really i don't know much about her music i know that she's number one only because i only know who she is because of the shade room because she's always on the shade room um, so that's how I know someone. That, right? That's the only way I know she has a number one song with Nicki Minaj. I honestly, I pressed so wait, play I thought, on the song and I stopped it immediately. I thought, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I was, I'm I like, thought Nicki Minaj retired. This is not for me, Why? but good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Hold on. Say that again, Ready Fox. I thought Nicki Minaj retired. Say it again. I thought she retired. <laughs> Say it one more time. No, what? man. You heard me. I'm speaking English. I ain't got no accent. Nicki Minaj. You thought that Nicki Minaj. <laughs> she said she was going to, but she's a liar. What? She, she was lying. Nina. Lisa. Ready. <laughs> you guys thought that Nicki Minaj. No. I knew she was lying. So then why even bring that up? I thought I would return. I give people the benefit of the doubt. If you tell me that you're going to... First of all, no one cares about you anymore, really. Like, it's been like we've moved past you. We've had Cardi's been pretty good. Now, I guess Megan's doing her thing for a bit or whatever her name is. The woman stallion or whatever she is. Megan stallion. The woman stallion. You're really showing your age. Or whatever. You know what? You just said that you called Megan I did it on purpose, but all the same, though, my point being is that there are, there seems like there are artists now that have filled the void that Nikki left, if you want to call it a void. Okay, so, but, but honestly, I'd say her 115 million Instagram followers probably disagree with you. Yeah, she's, she, may, she may not be like the hottest, like at the moment, like making the most headlines, but she's still very much yeah. present. Man, trust me, if Creed put out an album now, someone will buy it. Listen, but yeah. the thing is, I, they, these artists, I don't know what it, I mean, ego is a hell of a thing because 
She doesn't have to announce anything. The only thing that she has to do is put out music. Mm-hmm. That's all. He, that's all she has to do. She all this other stuff. Attention. Huh? She just wants the attention. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't. I can't deal with all these egotistical artists. Like they're just doing things for for people to to comment on, and then and then they get to talk about their haters. Oh, the haters! They all my haters. <laughs> well, oh, so what's gonna happen to Doja? I don't know because that's the thing. Like it's like Doja happened beginning of the very very beginning of the week, and then George happened. So right. I think people forgot about Doja now. Long time, long yeah. time. She's like George is a lot I, more serious than Doja. Of course it is, but the thing is though, just from the music perspective, are people not going to cancel her for this? Is this is cancel worthy stuff? Like, They're still playing her being music in racist chat rooms and like all that. She's stuff. being racist to herself. Okay. But that's don't the, listen to her music. Who cares? No, but this the, is not awesome. No, I don't care about this girl. I don't know who she is. I'm just Nina, saying. Nina doesn't care either. Nina, you don't care. I really just, yeah, I, I don't care for her, but I just don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, they still play her stuff on the radio, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, why why would they would stop playing her stuff? Yeah, I don't know, because she's, I don't know, man. Something just, she, I don't the know. World, the I mean, world the whole, has lost the whole, all its integrity. Her, the whole, her the whole, first whole, song yeah, was, I'm a cow, moo. Yeah, you're a liar. Straight up, look up moo. Yeah, the nah. moose cat. By Doja Cat. Nah. I can't. She says, I'm a, nah. she, yeah, she's in a cow suit. Yeah, she's in a cow suit. No, now, I, that's I like say, saying, like, put your hand on that hot stove. I'm going to be like, nah. I, I did nah. forget. Nah. I, you know, Nina, I, just, I, I did forget, though. Like, I was only thinking about her being a racist against herself. I did forget the uh, the homophobic slurs that she that she put out, that she tweeted yeah. out. But um, again, I like I think that in with everything that's going on, I think this is... This is light work. People are going to forget about this. People have already forgotten about this as far as I'm concerned. Except yep. for maybe her fans. I guess what? Her fans don't care anyway. Yep. So. We won't That's... know because she's blocked comments on her Instagram for now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we don't know what their fans are feeling. I wasn't following her before this and I won't be following her after this. But uh, what we will be doing is taking some time to pay some bills, ladies and gentlemen. We have to take a break. For those of you tuned in to Vibe 105, stay tuned. We'll be back after the commercial break. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. Yes. CBD Dreams. Just do it right now real quick. CBD Dreams. I'm going to do this real quick right now. CBD Dreams is our sponsor here at Hashtag. They are the number one hemp CBD boutique service in the greater Toronto area with convenient next day delivery available seven days a week. They have the best and easiest way for you to get top quality hemp CBD products to your door. They have a variety of products. Have you ever used CBD oils? Any of you guys? Lisa, are you familiar with CBD? Me, who, me? Yes. Not too No, I, I, uh, I, I have not been um, a customer yet of CBD oils. I haven't tried it. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to trying it, but I've never done it yet. Nina, are you are? Have you tried a CBD oil before? No, but it's actually been recommended by doctors for my grandma because she's Parkinson's. So yeah. it's actually been recommended to to help her out. Um, That's good for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you have yeah. ailments and stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, no, there's there's rubs for muscle pain, dry skin. There's edibles, and the key factor is CBD. Uh, which we re- recently had to educate Reddy Fox about this. <laughs> <laughs> CBD Dreams does not sell any products with thc thc is the psychoactive chemical the good stuff but this uh this is not for that this is this is primarily a health um 
and health uh, substance. Uh, you can chew it in government areas. You can put, there's actually stuff for your pets as well. And if you order today, you can receive a 25% discount when you use our hashtag uncensored promo code. Okay. So make sure you visit CBD dreams today to get more information, or you can also call or text 437-993-0617. Place your order today and receive it before 1 p.m. the next day. All right. Great. Let's talk about Ludacris. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, this was about. Uh, it was Ludacris like versus. Yeah. Our, real quick, no. though, before we get into this, Lisa, have you been watching all these verses? Uh... I, I have. Um, the only one <laughs> the only one I didn't really get into was the um, 112 versus Jagged Edge. That hasn't happened yet, too... has it? Yes, it, it did. It, has, oh, yeah. okay. it happened, first of all, on a Monday. So they gave them a very crappy time slot. Terrible. And then, and then right after the Beanie Bouncy. Yeah. So it, it didn't stand a chance. But um, <laughs> I, I did watch um, definitely from start to finish most of them. Can I, can I ask around the table real quick before we get into this ludicrous stuff? What is your dream versus that you would love to see? I don't oh. have one. I want to go in real life. Daisy versus Beyonce. I, I heard that about that. Life. I heard about that. That would be interesting. They would do that Different just for genres, the fun of it. Though, so that's, that would just be fun. Yeah. yeah. That would be them in the home letting Blue pick the songs kind of thing. Beyonce, <laughs> for the record, Beyonce would crush him. Yeah, she would. She would kick, <laughs> but actually, it'd be close. It'd be close, I think. Actually. No, no. I think, no, I think she would crush him. Maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, but what my about... dream one already happened. Jill and Erica. That oh, was, of course. That was it for me. That was yeah, it. you must have been seventh heaven. That was incredible. Seventh heaven. I was just like, Kirk, I love you, but we cannot speak for three hours. <laughs> I'm in the room. I got my non-CBD oils and other things <laughs> happening. <laughs> it was it was a good night. It was a good time. Oh, that, was in, that was my favorite. I, mean, I, never, I never tune in for the whole thing, but out of all of the ones that have come up, uh, that was my favorite. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the... Uh, I haven't watched any of them, sorry, actually. Um, but uh, the one that I would have been interested in the most was uh, Reza and um and primo. primo so i missed that one but my dream one would be like j cole versus kendrick that would be just <laughs> that would just be so i would just uh that would be great so many lyrics you'd have oh, to be it would be amazing <laughs> if, they, if they did it the way beanie and um and uh a bounty did it in terms of the, oh, they're oh, together, oh. like doing like almost like a concert back and forth. Yeah, yeah, oh, that'd be crazy. That would be the most watched verses of all time. That'd um, be crazy. Well, so Ludacris and Nelly did their verses battle uh, earlier this month, mm-hmm. um, and during the battle, Nelly had some Wi-Fi issues because there was a storm in St. Louis. Oh. Um, so while Ludacris was waiting, he previewed some unreleased music, and one of the tracks featuring Lil Wayne uh, had certain lyrics that a lot of people had a lot of people raising eyebrows, mm-hmm. um, and the lyric was "The world screwed if." And words pouring drinks like Bill Huxtable. I love R. Kelly, but around my daughters, I'm not comfortable. So mm-hmm. a lot of people took to Twitter to share their disapproval of the lyric referencing R. Kelly, uh, with one user saying it's not right because he has organizations for kids. So uh, not too long afterwards, Ludacris did a radio interview with Tigger, asking him to share what he thought Luda meant by his lyrics, to which he responded, uh, you respect R. Kelly's cultural contributions, but as a, fa- as a father of daughters, you think his personal decisions are unsettling. Uh, Luda confirmed, obviously, that is what he meant. 
And as a rapper, when you're speaking on a record, you're speaking as if it's just you and another person uh, having a conversation after his lyrics were misconstrued by listeners. So I want to know what you guys thought after hearing those lyrics. Did you think they were controversial? I personally don't think they're damaging. I think he he really could have left out just saying I love R. Kelly, period. He could have left it out. I don't think it's I don't think it's damaging, but I think what is most annoying is when the whole because I have daughters and because I'm the father of daughters. Like as if women don't matter unless right. you yourself have, yeah. <laughs> have a daughter of your own. Because yeah. women don't exist otherwise. Until so you if you didn't daughters. have daughters then it'd be cool. You yeah, if you it. didn't have daughters then there's no point in believing victims, protecting them, <laughs> um, you know, putting yep. aside predators you know it's not that big a deal i hear but no I don't lies think, I, yeah but i don't but i don't think i don't think it's it's punishable because i don't think he meant it that far but i just think we need to take those words out of our vocabulary when we talk about predators because i have daughters because i'm the father of daughters women exist whether you own them or not <laughs> and i'm pretty sure every single one of us came from a woman so right and, uh, thank and, you and they can't and they can't be owned Exactly. Yeah. I was being facetious. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah, of course, of course. You, I, I you know, my thing was prior to R. Kelly being held to account, he deserved to be canceled. He deserved to be ridiculed. He deserved to be put in a situation that forced him to take ownership and try to seek help because I think he needs help. I think that there's a lot of enablers that were around him, but now that he's in custody and he's he's being held to account for what he's done, whether or not he is actually doing the work to rehabilitate himself and see what was wrong with what he was doing is a whole different discussion, but he's being held to account. A lyric like this doesn't bother me, I but I definitely appreciate that point that you highlighted there, Lisa Michelle, because a lot of guys will use this as a scapegoat. Man, I, I got daughters, man. I hate hearing that. No, it, it, it is. I, and I've heard that before, and I never really thought much of it until a mother showed me that. It's like, <laughs> to your point, it's not about whether or not you have daughters. Women are in the world. <laughs> exactly. Right? Besides your own daughters. We are so the only, world. <laughs> you only care about women when it comes to your daughters. That, that, that makes zero sense. Exactly. But I mean, other than that, I don't understand why people are disapproving. You know, it, it, here's the thing. The problem, that's the thing. People can't have nice things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just because you disagree with something doesn't mean you need to take to Twitter to start some kind of online protest over a lyric from a ludicrous song where he talks about his love of R. Kelly, and I think it's safe to say he's talking about his music, which, guess what? Even for somebody like me who canceled R. Kelly, he's got some pretty damn good music. Some. And it's a lot. <laughs> a lot. He's got it's, two and, full albums of... Hit songs? On, of foreplay. Hit so I get it. I I understand loving his music. And I've said that, you know, me personally, whenever R. Kelly came on in the club, ever since I got woke, I, I won't dance. Like, I won't dance. <laughs> I, I won't dance. I'll I tell won't you acknowledge this. it. I'll tell you this. I still like the Cosby show. Yeah. I, and every time that comes up, people bring that comparison up. That my oh, I always say, listen, the Cosby show, number one, was Heathcliff Huxtable. And number two, there is nothing you can point out about that show that does not represent black people in a in the probably the 
one of the best lights ever Most positive way possible on, yeah. on tv like the lessons they the hired they psychologists them. to have yeah. to make sure that there was no themes or anything that might be construed as negative regarding black people exactly you cannot say the same thing about you remind me of my jeep <laughs> i want to ride it you remind me of my sound i want to pump it <laughs> you know what i mean like there's no comparison and it angers me when people try to say, yeah, but you still, yeah, I would wa- I would sit down with my nieces and nephews and watch any episode, pick one, spin the wheel and pick an episode of the Cosby show. I will watch it. Will I go to see Bill Cosby in standup? No. Do I think that he should sit down in jail for the rest of his life? Yes. Yes. You know, no. I, I always feel sorry for the other artists involved in the projects of these monsters. Cause I'm like now like the Cosby show was enjoying some nice syndication, mm. providing paychecks for those people who That's were true. involved in that. And then now for no they fault all, of their own. Yeah. They all for no fault of their own. Now they all lose revenue yeah. income, just a, a slice of their livelihood because of a monster. Right. I, so that, that being said, like I'm not, I mean, I can totally understand and why uh, somebody affected directly by um, the things that Bill Cosby did or, or things that other men do like it. But I mean, I feel like it's just unfortunate that the whole art has to go out with the, with the bathwater when other artists were involved in those projects and they didn't do anything. Facts, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, well... Uh... We'll keep an eye on on that whole situation. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But um, ladies and gentlemen, we are now back for the final, the, the final, home stretch. Uh, the final stretch. This is my favorite part of the show. This is definitely uh, <laughs> uh, Brady Fox's and Nina's favorite part of the show. Welcome back to the program, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on Vibe 105. You're tuned in, dialed in, locked into the greatest conversation on the planet. Welcome to Hashtag Uncensored. I am your host, Demand Solitaire, uh, broadcasting live from my home office with Reddy Fox in his home office. Yeah. No better Nina in her home office. And my especially room, my room. Office, come on! You gotta keep go with it, you know. I'll have an office, okay? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to stunt for the radio. Oh, damn! <laughs> damn! All right. And, uh, and we've also got special guests in the in the podcast and on the show. You're gonna say in the building, <laughs> in, her her building. Okay. in her building. Lisa Michelle is has joined us for the entire program, and we are eternally grateful for her wisdom and insights. It's fantastic. I'm very grateful to be here. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. And we're moving into the last segment, as the I fun stated. Time. And we're going to start things off with something a little different. Because everybody has their takes <laughs> on various issues floating around the internet. But there's no better take than Nina's take. Nina, take it <laughs> away! <laughs> Thank Boom. you. Good, good segue. There you go. All right, so... Uh, I was on social media scrolling through Twitter. As and, millennials are prone to do. Yeah, and I came across an interesting set of, uh, interesting thread, I should say. Hmm. So this boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, this girlfriend decides to tweet that her boyfriend was in the club texting girls about how he was going to go and have intercourse with them after he left the club. <laughs> Meanwhile, the girlfriend, since they live together, was at home on his MacBook reading the text as they came in. Ah! 
So is this a is this a true story? Yeah, this is a true story. Somewhere somewhere in America, I believe. Oh, um, really? Probably Florida. <laughs> yeah, probably. It has to be. Um, yeah, because if you have a MacBook and an iPhone, you can connect them, and all your messages, everything will come up on your laptop. Wow. So, like WhatsApp. But yeah, so then the boyfriend goes to his Twitter account to respond and decides to tell his side of the story and says, when my girl was reading my cheating texts back to me from my MacBook, I faked a whole seizure and went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> the wow. doctor in the hospital said that they couldn't figure out what was wrong with you, what was wrong with him. And he said, I don't feel well. Just let me stay a couple hours. Just let me stay. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. and he said he was dying because when they're putting her in the ambulance his girl was like oh my god stay strong baby and he was laid down looking at her like what am i doing um he also went on to say that people's reactions had him uh laughing and there's not nothing he's not willing to do to get out of cheating except be faithful oh my goodness uh, that's horrible uh, yes <laughs> The, this is the, the men of the millennial society. Hey, hey, oh, easy, funny. easy. <laughs> the men of the millennial society. Yeah, yeah the millennial society. Maybe. So somebody decided to put in their two cents. And he said that because the girlfriend was basically saying, you know, that her boyfriend, I don't know if he's her ex. She never said, but he's not a good person. And this guy responded and said, you know, I bet if I had a rundown of this relationship, I could tell you where he revealed himself to not be a good person way before you guys lived together. Because women love confidence. Men who pull have high confidence. Shy guys don't. And women don't often like shy guys. So with this whole, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, first off, I want to know who do you guys think is in the wrong? The girl for being on his MacBook or the guy for cheating and faking a seizure? Because a lot of people can make the argument like, why yeah. were you? his laptop like the same as going through someone's phone you no. know what do you guys think on that no a laptop at home and you guys live together that's not an egregious transgression for her to be on it right and I heard it's not her like it's his it's his laptop not hers like she, she could have been doing anything like a laptop has so many functions who's yeah. to say she was on there just to look at she might what if she was working on a document or reading an email or something and then she just hears a bing and yeah, she decides right. to take a look at it and then what else could she do he's obviously more in the wrong for faking a serious <laughs> illness using up hospital resources to Thank get out you. of this so and probably bills that they had to pay after oh yeah you probably got a big old bill because he probably didn't have insurance yeah, Solitaire, what do you think? Ah, uh, listen, man, this guy's an idiot, first and foremost. <laughs> if, you know, listen, I, number one, I don't advocate for cheating. If you're in a relationship, like, why? I, I, and I have this discussion with guys all the time. If you don't want to be in a committed relationship, why call her your girlfriend? Because they tell, want their cake and to eat it, too. Just tell them, say, you know what? Hey, listen, say it. I want my cake. And I want to eat it too. Are you down? Because there are people who are down for that. I was just going to say, there are people who are down for that. There so. are. So number one, you're out of pocket for committing to this girl, calling your girlfriend, living with her, and then you're out of the club talking to all these girls. Number two, have the common sense to understand the technology that you're using before you get used <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, he just How probably are... forgot to turn off his laptop or sign it out or whatever. Yeah, okay. I'll just say that if I was ever on my boyfriend's laptop, it's not to go on my emails or anything like that. But I wanted to also ask you guys, you know, if there were previous red flags like the bystander says, do you think, you know, her being cheated on and is in a sense her fault because she 
allowed it if there were these previous red flags before in the relationship. Yeah, no, I don't think so. There's too many. There's oh, too many unknowns. There, yeah, there's like we like we don't know anything about the relationship, but I uh, specifically, but I will say, in most cases where in personally, like anecdotally, people that I know who have been cheated on, like it only blew up when it like it it came to a head, but they always knew. Like it's, right. no one is that great at it. <laughs> no one in history <laughs> has been that good at it that like, I think it only becomes a problem. I think if like the, not becomes a problem. It's, it's always could be a problem. But I mean, I feel like it only blows up the relationship when like things cross over. Cause I think people, I don't know. In all the cases that I know, people have known about it. They knew yeah. about it and were in denial and just turned a blind eye until they just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, and you still <laughs> until, know about until it. Until you saw the text messages on the computer but, and you're like, okay, now I'm fully embarrassed. I can't. Right. But there's still the accountability <laughs> of the person that cheats, like, regardless. Like, yeah, you yeah. might have seen the red flags and cho- chose to ignore them. But in the end of the day, it's still the other person's own self-accountability to not cheat. You're in a committed relationship and you choose to do it. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, don't, rate, I don't rate those, like... I, I don't rate those guys who do that. Like, <laughs> I hope not. I would it's think you so wouldn't, much, solitaire. It's so much easier. <laughs> I don't. So I don't rate easier. those guys that cheat on their girlfriend. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I kind of. It sounds like whatever, but I, I just don't understand the thinking behind it. You know what I mean? Like, just it's so much easier to be single and be and be forthcoming. All right. So you, you, didn't, you didn't like the the beanie bounty uh, clash then? Like you're not the gal them sugar. You know you don't agree with any of those lyrics. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> it is very true that I am the gal them sugar. Like that goes without saying. But I mean, that goes without this. Yeah. It just so happens that the gal them can't have the sugar. That's all. That's all it is. You know, you're like the sugar served. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, so another interesting topic I came across, um, this one on Instagram, uh, Alexis Sky, who is one of Fetty Wap's baby mamas, she posted in her story, uh, you can't turn a garden hoe into a housewife. That's oh, what garden, garden before, so I could sit on the radio. Thanks. Um, but <laughs> women are supposed to turn felons, cheaters, community schlong, and liars into kings. Okay, so a lot of people responded. Uh, one one woman said, "You're not supposed to turn no one into anything. What's meant for Correct. you won't fixing or alterations." Back. Another woman said, "She's basically saying there's no double standards. Don't act like you can't read and understand now because she's right." And then a um, um, guy jumped into the conversation saying, "No, we never said you had to. I'm not sure why so many of y'all do. Maybe someone can enlighten me." Mm. So I want to know, do you guys feel uh, this is true, especially Lisa being the only other girl in this conversation right now? <laughs> do you feel that there's a double standard that women are like expected to turn uh, these type of men into kings or do we just choose to do that? Like, is that something a woman just chooses to take on? Not all, but the ones who do put themselves in these situations. I think for for some people, there's like an expectation to like, you know, boys will be boys. Just stand by your man. You can you know, sweep these indiscretions under the rug or, and stuff like that. Um, whereas women are held to a higher, much higher standard in general. Women are held to a really high standard. We're somehow supposed to be virgins until we get married, even, <laughs> but guys are supposed to sow the royal oats until they get married. Who are they sleeping with if we're all virgins? I don't know. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I think in general, women are held to a higher standard, but I think individually i think we're climbing out of that i think mm-hmm. we all know I, I like the statement that you said somebody responded and said you don't 
it's not your job to change other people you you get with who you're meant to be with and call yeah. it a date yeah. <laughs> how yeah. about you no i listen i i think that um i i agree i agree with this idea of you know women it's your choice you have to be fully aware you're individual you're a whole person when it comes to relationships the the one of the best pieces of advice i've heard is that you have to be a whole person you can't be like this whole it sounds very romantic to say oh you, you complete, complete me, me. Mm-hmm. i was a half of a person until no you no. have to be a whole ass person yourself you have to have your own interests your own you know what i mean like purpose purpose exactly in, in this life before you get into a relationship so the fact that you're going to get into a relationship uh you know you can't make a garden hoe <laughs> a housewife oh my gosh we keep saying it it is a tool a garden but i mean i i agree i i think that there is a double standard i'm not much for double standards i was very much for double standards when i was a young lion coming up and you know uh-huh. you're, you're you're out there and you, you know, you, you, you're selfish, you're selfish in nature. You want what you want, but wisdom tells you that you can't expect, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. I just don't like this premise though, of them saying like women are supposed to turn felons, cheaters and community bad guys. And they're comparing that to women that are just very sociable. So to me, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's not the same. Like, you're going to wind up meeting a very sociable person and possibly fall into a relationship with them. But if you meet a felon and then you still jump into the relationship, that's a little different to me. Do you know where I'm going with this? Do you understand where what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, but I mean the the extreme of the of the garden holes analogy, it pretty it lines up. It's the kind of the same mm, thing. It's not. A felon is someone that committed crime, went to jail, whole nine. A well, sociable so like- lady is just someone that waits by the dock. But I think that's her point, that they're viewed almost the same way with the same amount of baggage. Like, yeah. I think that's her point. But one has to do the yeah. other. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, How I don't know. How much time do we have left? Not much. But... Okay. Uh, just quickly, then, I just wanted to ask... Uh, About three Mar- minutes. Okay, so I just wanted to ask Marissa already in Solitaire. Maybe you, you guys have seen... Uh, from your friend group, have you guys ever seen a man down to stick around and turn a garden hoe into a housewife? <laughs> from what I hear, it's seen so negatively by men compared to men being garden hoes, yet women are expected to stick around and make them loyal. But so why is it like, I don't know, have you guys had a conversation like this with your friends, with any of your friends? Never. Who is please, placing please pro- an expectation? Provide examples with names, please. <laughs> <laughs> The thing about it is, is who is creating that expectation? Well, I hear a lot with millennial guys saying like, oh, like millennial guys are tend to be very hypocritical. They'll be garden hose themselves, mm-hmm. but then they'll meet a girl with the same garden hose number as her as them. And they'll be like, oh, oh, my God, I can't talk to this person. And it's like, bro, you're doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Why is it seen so negatively? If I'm doing the same, like, there's a big double standard to it, and it uh, really gets under my skin. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not here for the double standard. I was. That's when it. it ben- when it benefited me, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of how that men- that mentality can manifest itself, particularly when you're young and single as a man. Can we but just I- entertain a premise real quick here? And I might be the bad guy for saying this, but there's Uh-oh. part of the reason why this kind of double standard exists 
You just tell me if I'm wrong or if it's not true. I think I know what you're going to say. Well. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, could not the average woman sleep with more men than the average guy could sleep with women? Just putting it out there. Mm. What, is that, what, what is that? Why? What, what is mean, that? Who do we? What do you mean? Just overall, like, have you ever heard of a female incel? Oh, oh a girl, like men are trash women? Like girls who say men are trash? No, I'm saying a woman that simply just can't get laid. Sorry, that's oh. not a good thing to see on the radio. I get, what, no, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. I've have heard, you ever seen I... a woman that, like, how many women have you ever met that just simply can't get a date? No, I've heard, I've heard people say that uh, women have, when it comes to sleeping with other people, like women could sleep with anyone, but a guy can get rejected more often than I'm a woman. I just want yeah. to give you guys some food for thought for that. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, we ate it. Yeah. And that is, concludes the first edition of No Better Take. Oh, all thank right. you, Nina. Now we're moving into the twilight of the We're today's almost episode. done, you guys. We're almost done. So I want to spend, if you guys don't mind, I want to spend these last few minutes talking to our special guests and special lady, Lisa Michelle, about some of the work that she's done. And particularly, I would like you to tell the people this most recent project that you've been working on. So Lisa, R&B singer, actress, theater star. Superwoman. <laughs> wife. I needed to rewrite my bio. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what's going on tell us what's going on with you lisa there's so much stuff going on with you uh so much stuff i'm very very grateful like that um just before this pandemic so for the month of january i was um one of the co-stars of a new digital comedy series called band ladies excellent and it's about a group of um almost middle-aged women who a group of five of them who have a book club and that's how they know each other and it's pretty mundane and they're they're kind of all reached a crossroads in their lives and they decide to start a punk band or rather like the starting of this band kind of happens to them and clearly it's a comedy mm. <laughs> and so like there's a lot of drama that ensues from there um i play chloe who's like a well put together lawyer making lots and lots of money life is going great and then everything comes crashing down wow. so i'm like what the hell might as well join this ridiculous band you guys have going here and then there's a lot a lot of things going on with the band members it's just been a good ride because like i said i'm grateful that we were able to shoot it before this mm. uh pandemic started so it just launched may 13th it's on highballtv.com how many episodes it's are a, in the can it's a six episodes six episodes but six short episodes because it was like shot like web series style so you can binge the whole thing in an hour um mm. all six episodes it's a quick watch um highballtv.com is like a uh, streaming service uh, mm. so they have other content on there so you can sign up for a free seven-day trial if you just want to like sign yeah, up check out band bit. ladies or whatever dabble around or mm. or stay on and watch all the other good stuff but that's that's one of the things I'm most proud of because it's a role that where I got to act and sing and I haven't been able to do that in one project in a really long time because I used awesome. to do musical theater as as you mentioned and uh, yeah. since having a kid theater is harder to do it takes you around away from home a lot so yeah, this was yeah. a really fun opportunity to be able to do both um, awesome. What was your what? And you also do a lot of um, 
R&B singing performances prior to the shutdown too, as well. Yeah. Which I think is really great. Yeah. I have a company. We were going to do a big launch because we recently changed our name, but you know, so now we're um, known as Orange Moon Entertainment Mm. and we do R&B jazz, neo soul shows, full band, special guest singers, um, Mm. live instruments. And we have public events um, that we held at like Lula Lounge, Jazz Bistro, like all around the city. And um and we were starting to move in also into like corporate and private parties and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so like band for hire kind of thing. Right. Um, that kept me singing because as you know, I used to be more active in writing and creating original music, which I still um, have a, a big heart for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to sing more frequently. Like I wasn't able to, I found that I wasn't able to create music as fast as I wanted to be on stage performing it. So mm-hmm. then... The, the creation of Orange Moon Entertainment with my partner, Gina P, allowed me to be on stage faster. I'm like, okay, so we can still sing the mu- music that we love and put a band together and get on stage and, and do the damn thing. So, um, but yes, now that we're in the pandemic, I'm really feeling the bubbling up of wanting to create original music again. So yeah. hopefully I'll be doing that very, very soon. Have you considered maybe doing like a like a Instagram live performance with your band or something like that? Well, you know, <laughs> I have I've thought about a lot of things when it comes to music um, during this pandemic. I think I'm maybe foolishly, naively holding on to just hopes of getting on stage again. That's where I love to perform the most. Yeah. But for, when it comes to music, anyways. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to get over that and figure out what I need to do digitally. But there's just something about performing music Live. with real people <laughs> and yeah with the musicians that i'm on stage with as well as the in- interaction between like a live audience is just it's it's a drug for me i can't, can't even lie i'm fully fully addicted fully addicted to that connection but but yes i'm gonna have to get over it and join the creatives who've done some amazing things online yeah. like i've been really enjoying the versus battles and and yeah. things that people have been doing even locally so yeah um yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. That, that's that's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, is live con- artists are going to suffer the most. Uh, you know, what? Mm-hmm. let me let me let me back let me walk that back a little bit because there's obviously a lot of people who are going to be suffered and affected by this shutdown. But artists who are, as you said, like the industry, it is an art form that requires that interaction. It thrives off of that interaction of a crowd. It's going to be a long time before we get to witness stuff like that again. Mm. Concerts in person is going to be a mm-hmm. significantly impacted for the for the time being. But um, yeah, we appreciate that. And uh, what's the name of the show again? So people can uh, search it out online. Band yeah, Lady? it's called Band Ladies, and it's on HighballTV.com. Awesome. Now let's get into some COVID fun stuff. Oh yeah, uh, this is the kind of stuff we ask. You know, what have you been doing to stay sane? Have you been exercising? Have you been binging on any shows that you want to share with us? So we'll do a round of this week's COVID fun stuff. Uh, you want to start it off there, Ready Fox? Okay. Well, you know what? I I have not watched a lot of stuff this week. Uh, I did watch. Well, sort of, kind of, yeah, but um. I did watch one movie, but it's the same movie that Nina watched. So okay, we... I didn't really watch it. I watched it and got distracted. Okay, so we're talking about <laughs> the Lovebirds. <laughs> I, oh, I, so, yeah, and it's on Netflix too. So were you Netflix yes. and chilling, Nina? <laughs> I was about to say. I wonder what you were distracted. <laughs> I mean, she was distracted watching a Netflix movie. So I just wonder. Oh, yeah, no she was on her. She was on her boyfriend's MacBook. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know you like that. But no. that's, I did watch the Lovebirds, though. I did take that in, and um, yeah, it's really good. It was Who's in it. Actually, I shouldn't say it's really good. It's just okay. It's a uh, Issa Rae and um, Kumail oh, Kumail yeah. Nanjiani. I want to say is how you pronounce his name, and it's like a comedy. And originally, it was supposed to be released in theaters, but obviously, because of the pandemic. They changed up their plans, called an audible, and it got released on Netflix. So it just came out uh, last week. So it's available now for you guys to watch. And it's a nice comedy. It's not for kids. Again, it's an adult film. There's cursing and violence and all that stuff. But um, it's just okay. It's cool to is watch it, at is home. It, is there any nudity? I can't remember. Uh, yes, there is a little. What? Excellent. Now you got my attention. <laughs> there is a little nudity, but not much. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Like if it, I said this if it was in theaters. And I'd spent money to see this. You'd be vexed. Uh, yeah, it probably wouldn't be as uh, you know, cool about saying eh, it's okay. You could watch it. If I had spent money and gone out of my way to go see this in theaters, I'd probably say it's not the greatest. <laughs> but the, the whole thing is though is that Issa Rae and uh, Kumail Nanjiani they they carry the whole movie because they're so likable, and the chemistry between them is really good. But everything else about the movie is just not good. The story and. Well, Everything they produced. They produced it as well too. Okay. So it was like a really like a project uh, that they. They're they're super the likable, yeah. and the characters again, and the banter between them in the movie is really great. It's just that you need more than just you know two likable characters. You need a good story, and it doesn't have a good villain. And it's just yeah, it's right. just take it in and see what you want to check it out, whatever. But um, solitaire. Right. What have you been uh watching? Uh, finally finished. Uh, West Westworld season two, so we're um, up to speed, and we just started. Well, up to speed to start season three, so just started watching uh, the first uh, episode of Westworld season three. Season two was mad confusing, mad confusing, but on purpose. The contract, the, the 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 content, and the story and the narrative is so interesting that you you can push that aside and just pull and push through and watch the episodes and let the, and let the narrative unfold. I think it got because, too convoluted to be honest with you. Because it does, it does make sense when they wrap it up at the end of season two. Sort of, kind of. Bless you. Yeah. So I, 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 I've been enjoying that. I think that's pretty good. It was pretty confusing, dope. but, um, and uh, Lisa, by any chance, have you been binging any shows or what have you been watching to pass the time during the pandemic? Yeah, um, I barreled through Ozarks and <gasps> I finished uh, it too. So good. It's such a good <laughs> such good characters, such yep. good actors perform like it was it's a great show. I love it. I, I when I saw hate on it on, hate about it online, I was like, What? Who are these people? I wanna go to Lake of the Ozarks now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna get into money laundering. That's what I wanna do. I know, right? um, <laughs> But I, I also saw Lovebirds. I thought I, I agree with you, Reddy. It was kind of like okay, yeah. but it was nice because like it was lighthearted, and you know, so many things that I watch that I really like are so heavy sometimes. So I like that it was just like it was like a nice little slice of cake, and it kind of was like the comedic Queen and Slim. That's what I felt like. Right. It was. It was oh, like that's, comedic... ex- that's a great way to put it. That's perfect. <laughs> Isn't it though? It was that's like exactly it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like a, a totally like a farce or uh, on a. Queen and Slim, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, other than that, I've just been—I don't even know what else I've it's been watching. It's a movie you oh, can like have things. playing in the background while you're doing stuff, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really good thing. Late. I, it's really I, 
I did that. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> now, before we wrap up, I have one last thing I need to lambaste Nina. I know. I'm actually laughing reading this. I am. I am furious. <laughs> I watched this movie based on Nina's recommendation, Lisa, and ready called The Wrong Missy. <laughs> I told you it was cringe. I did tell you that. I, we watched it for 30 minutes, and I looked at my girlfriend. We're like, yeah, no, that's, that's quite <laughs> oh, enough. <laughs> the Wrong Missy. The Wrong Missy. It's, it's David, David Spade is in it. It's on it's Netflix. Very cringe. It's, yeah, it's a bit I've much. It's a bit What's it much. about? What's it about? Uh, basically, this, uh, this guy, he's... He, he's dating one girl named Missy who's crazy. Then he meets another girl uh, who is like his dream girl. And then he texts her to go out on this like elaborate date, but he sends a text to the, to the wrong, wrong Missy. Missy. Yeah. Now this Missy is like, listen, as somebody who reads people very quickly, like is it Aubrey Plaza? Last... Huh? Is it Aubrey Plaza? I think that plays her. I'll tell you who it is. I don't know who the actress is, but listen okay. to me. The character would have grated on my nerves within six seconds. Six seconds. I'd be like, yeah, stay away from me. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah. But Lauren somehow, if, But somehow. Who, who Nina? Lauren Lapkus. Okay. She does a great job of being annoying. I'll tell you. Yeah. Cringe. Mm-hmm. Very cringe. She does it. But um, yeah, I did not enjoy that movie. I would not endorse it. <laughs> But um, what I will do is bring today's episode to a close. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you uh, sticking with us. We appreciate you doing your best to stay home so that we can flatten the curve and get through this virus and come out on the other side whole people. We appreciate Lisa Michelle for stopping by the program. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. And Lisa, as you guys can tell, she was prepared. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Lisa was rehearsed. She was researched. I did my best, man. I was nervous. <laughs> nah, nah. That was great. That was great. We appreciate you Thank coming you. and spending the time. And we appreciate all of our supporters and listeners out there for continuing to rock with us. We rock with y'all. We appreciate y'all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we will speak at y'all next week right here on Vibe 105 next Saturday. All right? Take care. Have a great one. Peace. But you podcasters, though. <laughs> We're going to wrap up the show. Sorry, guys. I'm sniffling. I, this is not COVID. It's just allergies. <laughs> okay. okay. You are where you are. We are where we are. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's, there's not going to be any moist droplets traveling through the screen. But I just, you know, nowadays, this is this is the most contentious season for me right now because it's allergy season. So you can't sneeze. You can't sniffle. People you can, you can though, because that, those are not symptoms of having COVID. If you, yeah, but people are ignorant. People oh. don't know. <laughs> You have to like you have to sneeze and be like it's just allergies it's just allergies I'm Very fine true. yeah no honestly I'm happy when I, I have the sniffles because it means that I don't have it because you're not it's not a mucusy thing right like it's supposed to yeah. like dry you out so it's so insidious bro you don't even know what do you there's mean pe- they're saying that there's people who have been tested they found that they've had antibodies showing that they've had the virus and they didn't know I know that happens we all exactly. understand that so how, just because you have mucus doesn't mean you don't have the virus that's what I'm saying there's no just because you don't have the symptoms oh, doesn't mean you don't have no, it no but but you having mucus doesn't mean you do have it because that's the whole point that I'm saying is that that's not an indication of having it 
Yeah, but it doesn't mean you don't. You're saying I feel good when I have mucus. No, but you, but you based on your but based on your logic, whether you have the sniffles or not, you could have it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But I'm saying, but because you, you have the sniffles, that doesn't mean you do have it. That's the whole point. The whole thing of it is that when you do have it, it dries you out. It like attacks your lungs. You're not gonna. You have a dry cough. You don't have a mucusy cough. All your mucusy membrane thing stuff stop happening. That's what they say. When you when you have it, have it. When you're symptomatic of it, you can have right. it and be asymptomatic. Yes, exactly, exactly. I understand that, but what I'm saying, when you have it and you're symptomatic, you're not going to have the sniffles. All right, well, That's what the doctors say. Like, listen to the doctors. Like, yeah, well, hey, man, not if you're a conspiracy theorist. Don't listen to the doctor. <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> time. It's a terrible time but, to be alive. Uh, it's a terrible time, man. <laughs> When time. people I, won't listen to scientists and doctors, what do you, I, what can you do? I, now, listen, I know we're off air, but I am super curious as to how it came to pass, Nina, that you had to wait for 50 minutes. Oh, God. Did you line up? In the, yeah, you, I did. You went to the store. Lisa, I went to gonna, Yorkdale. Okay. We're going to quarantine. You went to you went Yorkdale? To so I went to Yorkdale because I wanted, it was my cheat day, right? So I wanted Chick-fil-A and I wanted <laughs> <Chick-fil-A>. <laughs> So I went, and Cheesecake Factory was short. Like, it was two people in line. A girl got the cheesecake out of there in 10 minutes. I go to Chick-fil-A, and the lineup was 5-0, 50 minutes, and not one person in that fucking line, social distance. So the people behind me are, like, right up behind me. It's a group of three oh, that talking so and, and spit droplets going everywhere. I'm looking back, <laughs> like, hello. Don't you see I'm moving with the line thing on the floor? Uh, like, I was so annoyed, and I just kept looking at them, and they weren't catching a hint. And yeah. then... I don't know. Yeah, so it took five zero minutes, but it was like worth it. This, you know, honestly, this whole pandemic thing has really changed my opinion of people in general. Like, people are so selfish and inconsiderate. It's made you more bitter. Yeah, yeah honestly, I just the the way people have been acting. It's like I know it's a product of this narcissistic social media world that we live in now, where it's everything's about you. Mm-hmm. But like this is like beyond it, and yeah, like these people no masks, no gloves, sitting on the benches and stuff. What? Because we're waiting downstairs in the mall too, right? Sitting on all the benches and stuff. I'm like, you guys are disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, listen, I, I, I use my black. I use that black man energy, and I just give. I, I turn around. I, that is the one reason I do like wearing a mask. I started wearing a mask recently. Is the intimidate the intimidation factor rises significantly? <laughs> do, do you wear your mask like the whole time? I only put it on when I go into stores. That's the only time I put on my mask. I, I put it. Wears I, it day. I put it on. <laughs> I said he wears it night and day. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's hard to breathe in, man. They're hard to breathe in. I, I wear it just like what uh, what the health officials say. If you cannot physically distance wear a mask but uh, just like nina <laughs> said sometimes in, li- in lineups people are very you know they're very inconsiderate men and they, and they have no sense of you know needing people needing space and now more than ever you are actually you have the authority to turn to somebody who's too close and invoke your inner dialogue and say you're too close man people people act um <laughs> you're too close people are too entitled yeah. The best part was everyone in that line was a millennial. Right. Oh, there you go. Hey, Lisa, you have go. you been masking it up? I haven't really been anywhere where I needed to, to be right. honest. Like, I, I haven't experienced what you've experienced of people being, like, not respecting the lines. Like, yeah. we're, 
Uh-huh. Uh, where I am, like the Walmart, the grocery store, like they have like lines drawn, like even for the lineups outside, like where and people respect them. Like in fact, like sometimes people skip a line and leave like two spaces. So it's like I, I don't feel. I mean, I have masks on order, like rolling in, but um, I've only worn it when I've gone to the doctor's office, where I'm like, this is probably a, a, a good place. place to wear a, a mask. good place to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, when I had to do like an eye checkup or something like that. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I felt like I haven't needed, I haven't been in like close quarters where I felt I needed to. Yeah. I feel like the mask for me is more of a symbol. That's what it's come to represent for me at this point, because I don't necessarily feel like I'm not, I don't have, I'm not a hypochondriac in the sense or, or a germaphobe that is really averse to, you know, this virus or whatever. Like, I feel like if I do contact, contract it as much as there's a lot of people who are saying it doesn't matter how healthy you are it could still really take you down that doesn't scare me but i'm concerned about the asymptomatic people and whether or not i may have it and not be aware Mm -hmm. so it's a symbol for me and i kind of i i want it's a symbol that says i care about the people around me and i hope that ready doesn't look at somebody like me and say hey uh you know how come this prick isn't wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's kind of what it is to me. But anyway, listen, we're all tired. Ready? Yeah. Giving me, he's giving me the wrap it up. Yeah, let's get out of here, man. Leave the wrap it up music <laughs> on me. But um, CBD Lisa. dreams well, to get us out. But well, yeah, it's Lisa and then CBD dreams, and then let's get out of here. Lisa, yeah, we appreciate yeah. you, of course. Thank um, you, Lisa. Thank you. Come thank back you so anytime. much. This was fun. Thanks for coming, Lisa. Do you have fun? Thank you. I did have fun. I did have fun. I was nervous when I saw, like, you know, how much. We were gonna cover. I'm like, oh my goodness! <laughs> it does it does seem intimidating, but we don't. It's just more a matter of we're prepared so that we, we don't run out of things to talk about, which can be really awkward. We do, well, <laughs> yes. And then I remembered. Oh yeah, I'm opinionated and I like to talk, so it was okay. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> Why we brought you. <laughs> All right. And uh, before we get out of here, one last plug for our sponsor of today's episode, CBD Dreams, the number one hemp CBD boutique service in Greater Toronto with next day delivery seven days a week and a variety of products that feature the best and most respected hemp brands in the entire country. CBD Dreams delivers to the entire GTA. If you place an order, you will receive it within the following day before 1 p.m. Um, to your home, your place of work, or any other place of your choosing. You use our hashtag promo code, hashtag uncensored, to receive 25% off your order until June 30th. Visit CBD Dreams today for more information or call or text 437-993-0617. And on behalf of the squad, no better Nina, DJ Ready Fox, yours truly solitaire, we are... Out of here. Release yourselves. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.